All right, everybody. It is Crash and Trey, and, and it's, it's comic, comic book day. day. All right. So I hope everybody had a good week. It, it's uh, another Wednesday coming on. Went and saw that Shang Chi last weekend. That Shang Chi. Yeah, Shang Chi. Excuse me. Yeah, that Shang Chi. Uh, How was it? Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it was good for a like a kung fu action movie. I had a little a little mysticism here and there, but I don't know. Maybe it didn't feel like as much marvelly as uh, the other ones have. I felt like it was like. Real quick. Yeah, hard, um, hardly could tell it was in, in the MCU. Yeah, I mean, besides the fact you had some cameos in the show, yeah, that's about it. But, yeah. overall. Uh-huh. I, and you really only get the cameos towards the very end besides Wong. Yeah, uh, and uh, Abomination, Abomination. who he's fighting. So, um, for two seconds. And I think there were some, like, if it's like if you saw some, I think there were some other Marvel characters that they don't really, they show, like, brief glimpses that are in the cells in the beginning. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, there's some, some people with the extremists. Yeah. So from, so, from Iron Man 3. Spoilers, if you haven't watched it yet. Sorry, guys. Uh, it no, it hasn't been two weeks. So, uh, it's been almost two weeks. Almost two weeks. but and that's not much of a spoiler, yeah. seeing extremists. And then we all knew that Wong and Abomination were going to be in it from the trailer. But anyways. So if I had to give it a grade, probably like a C. But uh, I, yeah. I hope everybody had a good weekend. And as always, with another Wednesday, we uh, have new comics. Yeah, new we comic do. Books. New, new comic books. New comic book week. day every Wednesday. So Yes. So let's just jump right into new comics. So we're going to hit up DC first, and uh, coming out this week for DC, we get Batman number 113, we get The Flash number 774, that's uh, Wally West Flash again, no more Barry Allen, and Wally is going to a daddy-daughter dance with his daughter, and uh, it introduces the villain Dr. Nightmare. And uh, next up, we get Nightwing number 84. Uh, So the Bat family gets misleading information uh, by Oracle, but it's not Barbara Gordon who sends it. So uh, we, you got to figure out who hacked the Oracle system, and you find out it's anti-Oracle. Huh? All signs point to anti-Oracle, uh, which we, we brought up last week, I think. Yeah, right. Um, so Nightwing's got to go to Gotham to figure out where the signal from uh, anti-Oracle's come from. All right. And then uh, coming up next is Catwoman number 35. We get Batman the Detective number 5. Superman, Son of Kal-El, number three. Um, in that one, Jonathan has just become the new Superman. With his good deeds, he's already made a lot of enemies. And okay. then he finds out from an underground news source called The Truth that the world is a lot different than what he thought it was. And so is Superman strong enough or good enough to you know handle that truth? Hmm. Is he? I know you love Superman, though. So, Superman. Yeah, that, that's, your, that's your dude. It's a little different because um, it's it's not Clark, it's, it's not Clark anymore. Yeah, it's, so it's his son. It seems like his Jonathan, son. Right? Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan Kent. Um, not the old man, Jonathan Kent, no. but uh, it <laughs> seems like his son's got a little more of like a like an attitude. But he's but he's young. He's real young. He's like like eighteen or nineteen. Okay. So yeah, um, he went with angsty. Yes. So he went with Zod in space uh, as a child. He was like maybe like ten or eleven. And so Kalo was cool with that, or yeah, I mean, he, weird because his dad just wanted to show him the you know, the galaxy. I would not have chose Zod to do it. But... Yeah. So, <laughs> but then he comes back, like, and he, he goes into like a like a portal or something that ages him up, and then he comes back and he's like nineteen, and they're like, okay, yeah, but wow, for, but for Superman, it's only been like a couple months. Man, that would suck. Yeah. So, Me as a father, I would hate that. Yeah, that he, would be he lost awful. like eight or nine years with yeah, his son. That's terrible. So, yeah. But, but we'll good, good series, though. Yes, very good. Okay. Uh, next up is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number four. Really sweet cover. And then we get Legends of the Dark Knight, number five. 
Batman's Secret Files, Miracle Molly, number one. And that's all about Miracle Molly, who kind of had a big first appearance in the pages of uh, Batman not too long ago. Um, she's a, a very colorful transhumanist vigilante, and everybody's kind of interested to know more about her, so this is this is where they're going to find it. So it's kind of just like a backstory of Miracle Molly. Uh, then you got Shazam, number three. And then you got Batman, The Adventures Continue, season two, number four. Which is obviously a continuation of the uh, animated series that yes. we all love. That is it's kind of most people's the... entry into like comic books. And Batman in general, yeah. 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 That was one of the best things. I mean, Mark Hamill's Joker, that's, that's where it's at. And then we have Suicide Squad, King Shark, number one. It seems like they pushed it back another week because we did the same book last week. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, again, a good place to start, at least. King Shark, issue number one. Then we got uh, Aquaman the Becoming number one, which again is a, is a number one. Go ahead and pick that one up, start off there. Next up we also get Batman vs. Bigby, a wolf in Gotham, which is issue number one. Getting some, some, some werewolf. Some lycanthropy in Gotham. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. And then you get Looney Tunes number 262. To yeah. round off DC. Yeah. And and that focuses on uh, Daffy. Daffy Duck with his, his uh, alter ego, his superhero alter ego of Stuper Duck. Awesome. Obviously a take on Superman. So. Yeah. Stuper yeah. Duck. Super Duck. Stuper Duck. Awesome. All right. And then uh, next up, we're going to jump into Marvel. And the first issue we're going to mention is Alien number seven. It's the beginning of a new series. I, I love Alien. I've always been a big Ridley Scott fan. And uh, this is the beginning of one where uh, a group of people called the Spinners, they, uh, they've they been terraforming a moon and then suddenly a, a random ship crashes onto their, their Eden, basically, because they're, they're making this planet to be their new home and all of a sudden this this ship crashes all over it and a new terror is unleashed it's game over man game over and then uh next up is the death of dr strange number one so stephen strange you know as we all know for he's a neurosurgeon um and he became a sorcerer supreme what would happen if he if he died and couldn't protect the planet from uh evil supernatural threats so it's almost like a what if well no this has actually happened this is continuity he, he did he's, he's, he dies and so we got to find out who's going to take over oh. and who killed him. And then we get Fantastic Four number 36, which is right off the heels of uh, the 60th anniversary. So if you got the 60th anniversary as a pickup, like we mentioned, boom, you, this one goes right right after it. comes right you after. go. Then we get uh, Gamma Flight number four. Guardians of the Galaxy number 18. That's the conclusion to that story. We get Moon Knight number three. Should be good for you. It's only on issue three. Pick there it up. We might even do an episode on him before the, the show comes out. Definitely. And then we get Reptile, number four. Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number 16, is coming out. Symbiote Spider-Man, Crossroads, number three. Of course, everyone's favorite Spider-Man, the black suit symbiote. Of course, of course. And then we get United States of Captain America, a big storyline involving John Walker and Bucky Barnes, and uh, they're going against a uh, another Captain America imposter. Evil version, yeah. right. X-Men, number three. And X-Corp, number five. Finally, two more X-Men titles x-men legends number seven and x-men the onslaught revelation number one and now we're jumping into image uh we have chew number eight frontiersman number one philadelphia number 17 what an awesome name i love that philadelphia like philadelphia but killer uh we got king spawn number two and uh trey and i are actually reading this comic as it's going to be coming out we'll, we'll tell you guys when it kind of gets to the end of a specific story arc you know, right. we're, we're, we're excited to be reading this one, to, you know, kind of together. Uh, we got Mirka Andolfo's Sweet Paprika, number three. Yes. Uh, then we got The Old Guard Tells Through Time, number six. Then we got Radiant Black, number eight. 
with that book, I kind of felt like when it was starting to come out, it was going to be like a Power Rangers ripoff. And I guess it's kind of not. Or it's a little more depth, but it seems like the uh, characters get powers kind of like that, and their colors based off, you know, each different character. Uh, Second Chances, number two, is the next book. Then we have Siphon, number three. Which is about a, a character named Silas who uh, has the ability to siphon pain and, and sadness from, from people. And, and when he first got started, he didn't necessarily know that he was actually part of a much longer lineage. And this, this uh, issue kind of goes further into the depths of the lineage of that superpower. Oh, really cool. Um, then you got that Texas Blood, number 10, and Vinyl, number 4. And then jumping from Image over to IDW, we get G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, number 286. Uh, Marvel Action Spider-Man, number 5. What we just found out was that Marvel pulled the license from IDW, so they're not going to be doing any more Marvel books for a little while. So this is one of the last. Yes. And then you got Star Wars Adventures, Ghost and Vader's Castle. In that one, it's that uh, one of the characters is having dreams about zombie droids. You gotta figure out if they can survive while Invader's Castle. It's supposed to be like a spooky thing. It's one shots and it's five a five week event. And and this is this is actually despite it being issue number one, it is the uh, conclusion to the Vader's Castle saga right. that they right. that they've been working on. And then next up, we get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin, number four, which is an awesome series where there's only one turtle left. And it was revealed who it was, but I won't give it away for anybody who, who isn't reading it. Only one turtle left, and he's using all the weapons of all of his brothers. It's like a post-apocalyptic kind of... But you can really have a chance to catch up on this, because it seems like the series has a lot of delays, so we get like three or four months between issues. Yeah, that's why it's only on issue number four, but it can't. It started months and like months ago, like year. last year. Yeah. Yes. And so then we have Transformers, number 35, and then we have Transformers Beast Wars, number eight. Which is everyone's favorite version of the show for some reason. Yeah. I, I liked it, but I mean, that, that CG is. It seems like older rough. people really enjoyed the old like '80s cartoon. Um, I'm not old, but I love the '80s cartoon. Yeah, I really liked Prime. Actually, Prime mm-hmm. was something that surprised me. It was a really good. Is show. that new? I uh, kind of. It was. Series. You can watch it all. On, I think it's all on Netflix still right nice. now. But Prime. It was a really good one. Beast Wars for me was uh, like a Saturday morning cartoon, or later on when it became uh, reruns. It was me watching it before I went to school. Yeah. So yeah, and then next we have Boom Comics Dark Blood number three. And then we have Dune, House of Atreus, number 10. Yep, Atreus, yeah. Um, and that's that's straight out of the book, Dune, which they're going to be doing the new movie of. Yeah. Dune. Yeah. It's coming out this, like, uh, winter. Um, you can see it in theaters or in HBO Max. And then we got Eat the Rich, number two. Good Luck, number four. Uh, Once in Future, uh, number 20. It's kind of a King Arthur's tale, tell, but it's about a son and grandmother who the son finds out the grandmother's been hunting down monsters her whole life, and he never knew about it. So it's got, you know, King Arthur and the sword and all that. So And it's like a darker version of the tale. So hmm. Yeah, that's, that does sound interesting. And then rounding off the new comics, we're uh, going to hit Dark Horse, which only has four issues coming out this week, but one of them is Black Hammer Visions, number eight, which is kind of cool because it's you get two different narratives throughout the entire issue, right. one of them being from 1880s, and then one of them being from the 1950s. Uh, it's pretty cool because Scott Snyder's doing some of the writing on this, and so we get to see other creators' takes on uh, the Black Hammer universe. And then we get Killer Queens, number two. 
And we get Norse mythology number four. And in that one, you got Neil Gaiman. So uh, he's taking his take on Norse mythology as far as Thor, Loki. Pretty cool stuff. Neil Gaiman, most famous for doing uh, Sandman, which they're going to be starting to do a Netflix series of pretty soon. And they have an audio uh, uh, podcast uh, like where they do like a screenplay. That's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And then we get Tales from Harrow County, Fair Folk number three. And that pretty much does it for the new comics this week. So lots of good stuff. I mean, lots of good stuff, and, yeah. and a lot of good starting points. And we've kind of we went over a few of them. Hopefully, everybody goes out there and grabs something new this week. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to pick up some, some new comics. Everybody should be reading some comics. <sighs> comics are great. Okay, and then let's just jump right into to our um, topic of of the week, which uh, we picked we picked an interesting one for this week. It's definitely one that that ended up being a little bit more complicated than we thought it was going to be. But uh, her her name is. Lara Croft. Lara Croft. Yep, and it is Lara Croft. You wouldn't let me call him Lara Croft. It is one of the most mispronounced names by Americans. Throwing in that O or throwing in a U for some reason and calling her Laura, but it is Lara. And uh, so we we went ahead and picked her because we did want to. We wanted to branch away from Marvel. We wanted to branch away from DC, the big heads. We wanted to to focus more on a strong female character that's maybe not from you know the stereotypical comic book universe and. Obviously, she started off in, in video games, so we're going to hit that for a little bit to get to where she, you know, we can start talking about the comic books because yeah. it's a comic book podcast. It's not a That's video right. game podcast. We're just going to kind of mention what she went through with each video game. But to get to the comics, we really got to go through the video games. Got to go through video games and maybe even mention a couple movies because she she did hit up the movies for a little bit. I love Angelina Jolie so much. She's <laughs> so hot. She uh, was cast after the comics that already came out. So for Tomb Raider, yes, yeah, and yeah. And, and she looks spit an image of, of of the older Top Cow comics, which are the first comics that yes. really came out of hers. So in the video games, it started off in in a place called Derby in in England. That's where a company named uh, Core Design originally. Um, it was only like six people, including a guy named Toby Gard, who really got the uh, yes. the main credit for creating the character of Lara Croft. He said some his some of his his influences for the uh, character was Indiana Jones and Tank Girl. Which makes sense. Yeah. Female Indiana Jones. That's and right. Kick ass. And uh, they, they they were really known for putting out game after game after game very fast. Uh, even a record year of 1992, which is the year I was born. Uh, Ten games in, in 12 months, which is just, it's insane. Yeah, you're, you're spitting out games at that point. You're kind of going to see when we go through the games that they did a game every single year. Yeah, like on a roll. Very Assassin's Creed-esque. Yes. They, were, they were trying to do an annual type thing. The and problem with doing that, I think, is that you, they don't change enough because yep. you're just literally cut and paste. And we'll definitely hit that because that is that is one of their downfalls. Right. And so, uh, I mean, they were just a small group. They they were pretty successful for, for what they were doing, but really nothing nothing too special until 1996 when uh, PlayStation had just got launched. They were um, acquired by a new publisher named Eidos, and then they were given 18 months to create an action adventure game called Tomb Raider. Yes. And uh, originally, they they had a, a male design. At, as a placeholder because they didn't quite know what they wanted to do as Laura Croft yet. So they had a placeholder of a, of a man. And then they decided, no, we want to do a, a strong female character instead. It's different and, and it'll sell. And so they finally landed on a woman and they named her Laura Cruz. And she wore a bunch of camo and, and long pants and, and military wear. Obviously, they ended up going against that and yeah. went went, went yes. a more revealing look and and went with a cut off basically shirt a tank top and like shorts and carries yeah, booty like, shorts yeah like hot pants and two guns yep it wound up being enormous enormously successful that's right it was one of the best selling games for the PlayStation at the time it was even compared to Mario 
as a franchise at the time, which was that's high praise. That's yeah. at a time when Mario was was whooping everybody when right. it came to franchises. Them being compared was just insane. And then Idos had a uh, previously even lost two point five million dollars in profits the year before it. Now they were making fifteen million dollars in in increase. Actually, the best selling game they had until they did the reboot in twenty thirteen. So after that first one, franchise was born because then they decided you know the original team ended up leaving because they were actually uh, unhappy with with the way that they were advertising Lara. They were really turning her into like a sex symbol, despite the fact that they obviously created a sexy character to sell the game. They didn't think that she was going to become this advertisement all across everything, advertising Coca-Cola, advertising different things as a CGI character that was just walking around with her butt bouncing up and down. They, yeah, but, you know, I mean, it's not bad having a sex symbol that can, you know, be badass, yet have an attitude, and uh, sell things. I mean, come on. Why and not? at the same time, with Eidos buying them, they were really giving them uh, expectations that they weren't really able to hit, so they just decided to leave. They <laughs> kind of, like, le- left it, and so... Still keeping with a really small team, though, they ended up having a new team work in the, the games. They decided to go for it for a yearly franchise, like we mentioned earlier. And uh, number two was released in 1997. That's right. Uh, it had a lot of positive reviews, but... Yeah, a decent sequel. But they said that you know, it was really, really close to the first game, but with slight tweaks. Yeah, it had bigger levels, it had new weapons, and, and uh, its graphics were slightly better, like her ponytail actually flapped around, right. I mean, which didn't in the first one. I mean, but it sold well because everybody was so excited about the first one and it was so close to it that people tended to enjoy it. Yeah, because it's just it's just a rehashing of the same thing. So uh, another year came by and another Tomb Raider. That's right. It was still a very small team working on just crazy hours to get it done. And Tomb Raider 3, Advent of Lara Croft, it was really successful. And yes. it's, still, it's still reviewed really well by the fans you know, at the time. Right. Um, but again, it was just becoming too similar to its predecessor instead of its own, you know, confident sequel. So they were just—they weren't having new ideas. But the reviews—it uh, had a better engine, though. It was a little faster, and it had a little better graphics, and it was—it made it so it was easier to traverse the levels. So that's why number three um, was the way it was. But the reviews weren't as good as they thought they were going to be for the first two games. So then, hit in 1999, we get Tomb Raider 4: The Last Revelation. Which, again, massive commercial success, but with all the new moves she has, none of them were taking her in the correct direction. That's right. Because it's becoming clear that nothing is changing. Yeah, this was the first, really, of the, of the Tomb Raider games to show a decline in uh, game development. Yep. So. And then, uh, hitting 2000, we, we get the fifth game in, in the series, which is Tomb Raider Chronicles. And uh, that was reaching the limits for what they could really do with the PlayStation, in my opinion. And the only new thing that they really added to the game was underwater play. They, they got to play underwater. Yeah, this is the one where the reviewers kind of went after him because they said that it was just more of the same. And if you didn't like the other games, you weren't going to like this game because they didn't change anything. And it was the first time that they actually had a slip in profits since 1996. Just the worst reviews to date. Right. So, obviously, they need to change. Yeah, or else they were going to, you know, weigh the dog. So, coming in 2001, they, they tried Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness. Oh, with the PlayStation 2 coming out, they uh, they were able to kind of work on, on a new game. They wanted to reinvent the game and character, but they weren't able to release it in 2001. Oh. Yep, yep. Big delays happened, um, and they kind of temporarily had to get rid of the whole idea of an annual release schedule. And they still put out two games in between this one and the last one. Yes. So they were still able to put out one a, a year, but they were both side-scrollers that they put out for, for right. mobile games. So this was for, the first the game one. Play. This one took three years to put out. Yeah, so, so um, uh, yeah, it wasn't released actually until 2003. With that reinvention and everything, the biggest thing to actually come out of 2001 wasn't even a game. It was a movie. Oh. We get the movie. 
Finally. Yes, we get the movie with Angelina Jolie starring as the titular character Lara Croft. So Tomb Raider. It was hugely successful. Yes. Everybody loved it. Um, you can even uh, it, it made it a household name. You right. can ask people who have never played a single game in their life, do you know what Tomb Raider is? And they're like, oh, it's an Angelina Jolie movie. And right. you know, she took like a shower in the movie, I think I remember. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. I mean, so everybody knows that movie. and From that movie, I saw the Taco Bell ads. Where she was like, you know, flipping <laughs> and sh- the robots were shooting at her and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot she, about that. She, she, yeah, like she was like, trying to get movie. to the Taco Bell. And, and um, one of the best things too is Bon on the Edge uh, in in their music video because they're U two, the band U yeah. two. For their music video that they did, it was called Elevation for the movie. Elevation. It's a really, really, really good song, but the music video is fantastic because they just put themselves into scenes of the movie. Of course. They so did. they're just like dodging bullets and running around. It was it was hilarious. The thing I got from this movie was. This was when I saw Daniel Craig before I saw him in 007. Oh my god, I forgot he was even in yes, the movie. Yeah, Daniel I love, love that guy. And I was like, he's young in this. And he was bad, right? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't, he was, I didn't know. Not a good person. Yeah. No. And, and he uh, had a really bad English accent in this. Not great. But it's his accent. Well, no, no, he's playing an American. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bad American accent. Yes, okay. not very good. All right, um, and then uh, yeah, it actually even made $275 million in the box office. It was, it was just a huge success. Right. So, Come 2002, the next year, we got another handheld game, right. which was uh, Tomb Raider: The Prophecy, and it was actually for the Game Boy Advance, so it wasn't okay. for the Game Boy anymore. And it was it, it was actually um, it introduced a new isometric camera, which um, kind of made it almost look 3D compared right. to other side scroller games. But the problem was that the Game Boy was it was limited, like yeah, what, else, what it could do. So you didn't get to even see what some of the other games were doing, you know. So the graphics weren't as good. And so with the 2003 Angel of Darkness, it was supposed to be part of a trilogy. It was, but with such bad reviews, they scrapped it. Yep, um, and and it and it's only because uh, core design was 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 really getting pushed to finish the game so much that they had to just cut out so many things that they wanted to do with the game. There was so many other ideas they had, they just had to scrap it all and then just put out the game because they they were supposed to coincide it with the release of the sequel movie. Yeah, because in two thousand three, we also got Lara Croft Tomb Raider: Cradle of Life, which is the sequel movie, which. Did well, yeah. It, it was a, it was a good movie. It, it reviewed better than than the first one even. But it didn't make as much money. But as box the office first was movie. down. Yes. Yeah, it was it was it was not good. They, um, had a, they had a lower budget to make the movie, and it still made less than the first movie, which which we, we think would be good, but it was it didn't do very good. So they kind of put put their money on the wrong horse because right. they, if they would have given them more time to work on that Angel of Darkness, it it looked like it would have been a really really great game with everything that they wanted to do with it. But they rushed it so they could put it out at the same time as the movie, mm-hmm. which didn't do well either. Which is kind of wild, because you think about it, if they were doing a game a year, and then they get three years, essentially, and it's still not finished. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's just a bad luck. So, so, th- so that ultimately pushed them to get basically bought out. Pretty much. So, so, so this small team that had worked so hard for like so many hours all the time, core design, they, they end up losing their contract, and it goes to America instead. So it goes from being a British publisher to America yep. with Crystal Dynamics. And that's where the guys who make the games today. Yeah, they're, they're and games. they were known at the time for doing uh, Legacy of Cain, um, the Gex series. And then, unfortunately, core design, um, just as a side note, they kind of eventually went on to just go out of business as of 2010, which is sad because a year later, in their hometown of, of Derby, uh, they actually got a street named after Lara oh, Croft. They got Lara Croft Way. Sad. Named after you know where it all started. With some bad comes we get Crystal Dynamics, and they make great games. Yeah, they end up coming out with Tomb Raider Legend in two thousand six, which is the first of a three part trilogy. 
and and Terminator Legend was a great game. Yeah, like it, really it, 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 um, and and it's because they also brought back Toby Gard. Yeah, Toby yeah. Gard, who who originally created Lara Croft, he he got brought on as a consultant, who he later would actually play a much bigger role than just a consultant. Right. But he he got brought on, and they were able to really rework a lot of stuff, and and they rebooted the entire series, and everything was reworked really well, I might add. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was a bit short. The first game of, right. of this new series, Legend, it was a bit short, but it was definitely the highest re- reviewed since since Tomb Raider 2. I mean, you have to imagine, it's 2006, so you could push what some of these systems could finally do, and you could actually see what's going on, instead of like the first couple of games. If you look at them now, they look like you're, you know, just blocks, pushing blocks around, jumping on blocks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It seems like we're back to the glory days yes. of, of, of Tomb Raider this time. But we are jumping back on the annual cycle. It right. starts beginning again, which I don't know if that was the best idea they could have ever had to just start pushing them out again. Right, but when they did the anniversary in 2007... Tomb Raider anniversary. It was just basically a remake of the first game. It was a remake of, of the first one. They, they, had, they were using the new engine that they used for Legend and, and the graphics and everything, but uh, it was extremely successful. It was very favorable. Yeah, Everybody very, liked it. Everybody liked it because you got to play the first game again, but with it looking beautiful. You could tell what at, you were doing. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then jump forward another year. We get right. an actual true, a true sequel to Legend, which right. is Underworld. Because I'm, I am me. I loved this game because she was super hot, and <laughs> and you could play this game and run around, and the entire time you were just in a bathing suit. <laughs> so, uh, just showing off all kinds of, of ass, all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of body, and I was just like, this is a great game. Well, and it was but a, it also controlled really well too. But it was the uh, game that made me jealous because. Chris got a Xbox 360 before I did, yeah. <laughs> and so I watched him play. So I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And it was fun. It was I definitely mean, a fun game. It, it's a lot of like almost parkour esque. Right, features right. He was doing like cartwheels and stuff in bikinis with with handguns. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, cool. And it was it was fun, and and yeah, she looked she looked great, especially because the graphics were a lot better. Uh, but for Underworld, like originally, it didn't reach the cells they were hoping for. But the following year in 2009, they actually did. And it was kind of cool in the game too, because you got like dual combat targeting mechanics. So you got to use like your dual dual pistols. You got better puzzles. The puzzles were, were great in that game. It felt like you were playing like Zelda or something with the puzzles. Yeah, which has always been like a like with the newer games. Uh, that's kind of one of the keys is like to get in like Zelda. If you get stuck in a room, it's probably because there's a puzzle in the room you got to figure out to go the next room. Figure out how, how to get out. Yes. Yeah, it's it's just sad because yeah, now Idos was was forced to explain why financially they they really weren't where they were supposed to be at right. the time. You know, they, they end up selling to Square Enix in 2009. Right. And so now Square Enix owns Eidos, and uh, they end up putting out a uh, downloadable-only game, which is a very small game called Guardian of Light. Ah, this is, is the top-down shooter. Yeah, to go back to that isometric yes. cam- a camera in a way, and it's it's a co-op type game. You, can, right. you know, it was really meant to be played with friends, kind of just running around with these smaller characters yeah. on the screen. And then uh, It's not what we were expecting at the time, no. either. When, when they got bought out and they were putting out a new game, that is not what, what you would expect. I was hoping for what we would eventually get, which would be a reboot of, this, of the whole story. Yep, and, and I feel like they only put that other one out, Guardian of Light, to kind of place, just, place a holder on time. it, give you something so that could really, um, in, in 2010, we, we were teased Tomb Raider, That's the, right. the remake, which eventually would come out in 2013. That's right. With, uh, it was a completely different reboot. Yes. They they changed everything. They changed her design, which I agree with. I think I think as beautiful as she was as, as a character with those giant with giant <laughs> giant chests going on, big booty. She, I mean, she was she was beautiful. It was nice to see a more realistic character who could get roughed up, get beat up, and what, she did. What she reminds me of is like a, like here like a mountain climber. 
Yeah. Like, with the physique like that. She was built to actually yes. do the things she was doing in the game. Whereas, I mean, it never made much sense for a woman to be running around with these giant breasts that were would probably be Look, smacking her in the face I while she's no running. no problem and... <laughs> with a lady that's well endowed yeah. being able to kick some butt and, you know, in traverse areas and be look but great doing it. It was, it was a great game, though, because they really kind of reinvented everything, um, and the graphics were just phenomenal, and it kind of had, like, an open world almost on an right. island because you had crashed on an island. And, and part of it is is that she's not the Laura Croft uh, we know today um, because she didn't, have, she didn't have the skills. So she, yeah, she's brand she, new as a Tomb Raider. She, she wasn't even a Tomb Raider. Right, she was just going to search for her father, ends up crashing her, her ship her, yep. because there's this crazy storm that's always around this island, wrecks her ship, and then she has to figure out what's going on. And it, it kind of, they touched on, like, really cool metaphysical stuff. Like, there was an actual goddess on this island that was messing around with that's the storms the and stuff. the the storms. So. And, and it's kind of cool because um, not too long after that, they, they end up doing a movie that was based off of this new franchise of games right. with a more realistic Tomb Raider set and everything. But they even went even more realistic with it and instead right. of touching on like goddesses and things like that they end up explaining it away as if it was like a scientific a anomaly and yes. stuff too that was going on in the island and right. making the storms when in the video game it was a it was a, it goddess. Was a goddess it was like an actual metaphysical type thing which is cool because you kind of get if you watch the the more current tomb raider movie it's almost the first game and, and and it's cool with the with this new with the new franchise because you know the entire gaming industry is different now than it was back in 1996. Not not just hardware, like graphics and things like that, yes. but really the way we look at characters, the way we right. look at, at, at female leads in video games, yes. we, we needed to see a really good one that isn't just seen as sex appeal. Right. It's actually seen as, as a legitimate character who isn't just looked at, at for her body, but looked at because she's she's an awesome character who gets beat down yeah, and really just keeps succeeding. And she's got depth of character. You get to see her emotions about lost and you get to see that if she kills somebody she feels really bad about it like she's very undecided whether she wants to kill or not and when she does it it hurts her a lot so, so the game really it reflected it it, it reflected how, how much the gaming industry has changed in in a really good way right and then uh, right after that game came out we got to um, 2014 where we had a really random small sequel um to the guardian of light which was the temple of osiris Another top-down shooter. Just a, another small one meant to be played with friends. And then jumping into 2015, we get a uh, random spin-off mobile game that I had to at least kind of throw in there, which was Lara Croft Go. Oh, it was one of those run games where you just move side to side. Kind of, like but stuff. it had a lot of, of mini-games and stuff in it. Oh. But, but it was actually um, puzzles and things like that, and, and it did a really good job. So of it's it. not Temple Run? No, it's not like Temple Run, no. It, okay. it was... It was really good. It was oh, okay. it was a very good mobile game that that surprised everybody. It, it it was a mobile puzzle game, but really really good. And then we got Rise of the Tomb Raider that came out in 2015. It kind of coattailed onto the last game, and we had got really generally favorable uh, reviews. Yep, you get that weather cycle again, and 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 you have to actually deal with the change of the weather throughout the day and and the night, and then you want to camp at night. And it's, it's, this it's game cool. though uh, brought in Trinity, which would become Laura's actually like enemy through most of the games and and, and for once um keeping it really similar to, to its previous game didn't hurt it all that much it was right. it was still really similar but different in enough ways but it, it, it kind of made it where it was like okay we just got used to that last game it's it's okay to have the, the next game be yeah, very it, similar it just kind of expanded you just can't keep doing it over right. and over you know right and then um unfortunately that's kind of what they yeah. still did with the third one so they're kind of it feels like they're back to doing what they messed up with earlier on in the 90s where they were just doing the same thing over and over so hopefully they're not going to get back into that same groove Ho yeah, hopefully yeah. They, they they won't make those previous mistakes and this next one that they'll come out with right. whenever they do will be a really good 
Yeah. Amazing sequel. Because in 2018, they did Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That, that was the problem. They did a lot of the same things they did for the last game. And so they got the game. This was one of the first ones to get mixed reviews. People were unsure whether they wanted the same. And they don't. I mean, they wanted... It wasn't enough different things to happen in the game. And then, like we mentioned, uh, in 2018, that's when they finally came out with that movie that's based off of this series. And it was starring Alicia Vikander. And she was a good choice to play that same character because she looked just like the, the new video game version of her. And then... Kind of continuing that story, Netflix and Legendary Entertainment, they're making an anime that's going to be based off of what happens after Shadow and Tomb Raider. And a very fun fact on that one is, from what I've seen, they've officially cast Haley Atwell, which is the actress who plays Peggy Carter. And so so another comic book Crossover. reference, yes. So Peggy Carter is going to be voicing Tomb Raider, who I think she'd actually play a decent live-action Tomb Raider. I mean, she would be a pretty cool one. She's older, but... Is it just me, or does it feel like a lot of the actors just, once you get success doing one comic book thing, they're like, oh, maybe they're going to Let's just good. keep yeah. doing it. Yeah, let's do another comic book. Oh my it's god, if I, if I could become a famous actor, I would be shooting for every comic book thing I could possibly get my hands on. I'd become... Like, Crash. I'd become Jason Marsden and, and just be in literally like 350 Crash things. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm like, I could do Mr. Fantastic, come on. <laughs> Voice acting? Absolutely, there I could go. do it. Perfect, perfect. All right. So now that we're done with the with the video games, we're going to jump right into the comic books because that's what our podcast is about. And we spent a little too much time on those video games, but we got through it real quick. We're not a video game podcast? We're not a video game. I mean, we could be. I mean, the way we just handled that, come on. It's Crash and Trey and it's video game day. Yeah. <laughs> so first off, what is your first date? Well, my first date would be uh, just going over to a friend's house and kind of see them playing the first couple of games. Being like, like looking at it and being like, man, this game looks awful. <laughs> like, and, and like, all I kept on seeing... Was it a while after the first games had already come out? Yeah, because okay. they were... Because when they first came out, they didn't look too bad right, for the time. They, well, they were like... This was probably around the time like the PS2 or PS3 was already out, and they were playing like the PS1. Version. Okay, yeah, that's, so, <laughs> that's rough. And all I kept on seeing was like these like... Uh, like monkeys like chasing after like uh, Laura and Laura looks awful like she's like really pixelated, uh, pixelated and stuff yeah. and Boxy. like like her like getting hit one time by the monkey and she dies and I'm like okay and then like you could barely tell what she was doing and and like everything was real blocky and you could like when she would move around the area she would land on like a like a brick or something and you like do the flips and stuff but you could barely tell what she was doing because everything Blurry. looked the same and it was yeah. real real bad. It did interest me in the games, though, because I was like, well, I, I like treasure hunting and stuff like that and, like, those kind of movies, like, you know, adventure then, types. Then so, would you say that she she paid for dinner for your first day? Uh, yeah, I mean, she, she she did what she was supposed to do. She got the job done. So maybe she maybe she went halves with you. Halvesies. Okay. Yeah, the first um, first time for me, I think it was actually playing the first game, um, and and I was super into it because the first console we owned was a Sega Genesis, but then next up was a PlayStation. It was more my brothers than mine. We're playing the Tomb Genesis. Raider on those Sega Genesis. No, um, but we got the PlayStation, the first PlayStation, and the one we got was that small, slim one. Ah, the PlayStation so slim. you got the like the last PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yes. and and we got that game, and I was like, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, I, so I played a lot of that as well as a lot of Tekken. So, so I was getting super into both those, which now you look at them and the graphics are just awful compared to the Law is yeah. awesome. Law, the, the tiger, yeah. tiger head man. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, no, I was like the, the dude with the weird like UFO shaped head who fought with a sword. Uh, I don't I like, even remember I like name. later on when you could actually punch with like fight with a kangaroo with a boxing gloves. <laughs> yes. Anyways, <laughs> random tangent. 
But uh, but no, my first date would have would have been probably playing the first game. I was super into it. I, I liked it a lot, but I don't even really remember it too well now. Like thinking back to it, and the the one I remember the most was I watched the movie after that. Right. Loved the movie because I mean I mean who didn't have a hard on for 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 <laughs> Angelina Jolie? That's she's never looked as good as as she did in that. She was close with Gone in sixty seconds, but mm-hmm. she looked really good. As Tomb Raider was fan. Tomb Raider was just fine. I mean she looked, <laughs> she looked good naked, of course, but. <laughs> But but no, she looked she looks nice. the best as Tomb Raider, of course. So I got into that, but no, it was it was definitely Tomb Raider Underground when I got to play that on the Xbox because that was the last one I actually truly remember playing. So I feel like that's like I said. I got so really, she paid for my date. I got really jealous seeing you play that on the 360. I was like, man, Chris got this 360 before me, and he's over here, and it looks really nice. <laughs> you. It was Hate fun. You crash. Yeah, but anyways, so the first comics that were released. For Tomb Raider were actually a crossover with the character Witchblade from Top Cow. That's right. And Top Cow was it was a uh, almost like an indie comic at the time. Right. At the time, it was it was very similar to like Image, and and it's not one of the big names, but it was one of the smaller companies, and uh, it was putting out um, things like Fathom and uh, Witchblade. Fun fun fact: Trey for my my birthday one year got me this huge like almost painting of it's 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 a big blown up poster of a two-part comics crossover crossover yeah. that had witchblade tomb raider and fathom and it's all all the women all the other characters and it's a beautiful picture drawn by michael turner so funny story about this so i tricked him uh he went to the shop where it was and he where was i was gonna, working he was gonna buy this and then I made the shop owner tell him that somebody else had purchased it before he could get there. Pissed he, me off. He was so angry. Because I was like, what the hell, man? I, I told you I wanted that. Why would you sell it to someone else? I'm sorry, I forgot. And blah, then blah. I I'm brought like, him over to my house, and I was like, happy birthday, and I handed it to him. He was so happy. Yeah. And I and same time, because our birthdays are in the same month, actually, in August, I got him the Earth X, which is actually right behind me currently on the wall because we are at Trey's today. And, yeah, that's uh, right, my fortress at, of solitude. Your Trey's fortress of solitude. Um, behind me is the uh, huge because I think it was like twelve issues right. for Earth X, and we put all the twelve issues together, two rows of them. It made this big giant poster, and yes. so he has the a big litho that's put on on styrofoam. That's right. And framed, which cost me more to, to frame it than the actual picture itself. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> up on the wall behind me and it's just it's amazing. We it's... both kind of did did the same thing back and forth. But anyways, the one I have up on, up on my wall is is from Top Cow and and Top Cow was was really good at putting out fantastic artists more than anything else. Like the stories were really good, but the artistry for, right. from Top Cow, they were all had very similar artistry, Mark Silvestri, um, Michael Turner, I mean all their art looks similar right. but it's it's beautiful highly detailed maybe yeah. kenneth rockefort came from from top cow as well yeah. he's one of my favorites mm-hmm. of all time he was image too but that's because image eventually would buy top yes cow. yes they're like a subsidiary of uh image comics now and they all have very very similar artwork but yeah, anyways you could still get top cow stuff like they have their own website and they still put books out under image under, image, under yeah. the banner of image yeah. all right but anyways that was that was a big crossover with witchblade she ended up having an issue zero and an issue half and stuff before she finally had her first solo series where it found her in Iran. She was being arrested for possessing a necklace of archaeological significance, which is a very common thing that happened with with Lara. Yeah. Lara, um, she, she, she got arrested. She had problems with the law because she would be doing things that were kind of against the law, but for good reasons. Right. And so, yeah, she was getting arrested for that. She had to um, fight her way out, which eventually led to her actually driving a, her vehicle. She's escaping from this, this prison area. Right off a cliff, only to be saved by her family butler. Compton. 
Compton, who who was flying a helicopter, and uh, yeah, her family butler Compton, and it kind of set the tone for for what the series was really going to be like. It was very action packed, and it kind of showed her personality. It was a very quick, I think, like one issue kind of thing that just right. set that storyline ago and really gave us a look at what the series yeah, was going to be like. It lets you know what the art was going to feel like, her attitude, and the, it just set the stage for all the character development you were going to get in the series. Leading into the next uh, storyline, she she was contacted for a job that was um, involving a sunken galleon. Yes. Like an old pirate ship. And that uh, that started a common characteristic in the series of, of often being forced or convinced to work right? for people with really bad intentions. Oh, always. That's just, it became a trope with her series. It's older men with money who want to try to take over the world, so they convince, force, or pay yeah. <laughs> to, to find something for them, generally. And uh, for this thing, what she was tasked with getting was a mask called... Medusa's mask. It was the Medusa's mask. Trey, actually, not too long ago, actually read this whole series again. So he, he knows it better than I do, even. She was asked to uh, get it. She went to a sunken ship to see if she could find any clues to where it was. And, wow. and, and she actually found a clue that suggested that her ex, yes. Chase Carver, was somehow involved. That's right. It was a, a golden chess piece. So she traveled to Nepal to confront him, to find out like how he was involved. Right. And she ends up looking for a guy named Taj, who might have more info. Right, right. And uh, because of a past grievance with this guy, he, it makes him not really like her. Because, I mean, sometimes she cannot be a very likable character. Because she is gruff. She can definitely... When she's when she's trying to find something, she kind of just does it how, her way. And she doesn't care about the rules. And Angelina Jolie played that part. She, she, she owns the room. She's got a lot of attitude. Ultimately, she's trying to talk to this guy who she's getting information from. And <laughs> Arrow. Uh, kills the dude uh, and, and and at the same time Compton gets shot too her butler so we assume he's dead he, he's gone bye yeah. bye and uh, Chase her, her ex has actually been following her around to protect her and jumps in and, and helps her they have a skirmish during, during, during this moment and of course you know he, he tries for some nookie cause, always because he's, uh, he's, he's a horned dog and yeah. uh, she says no yeah of course, of course. <laughs> she's like we're exes for a reason that's right he ends up revealing that they actually need to um, find a key from a secluded mountaintop. That's right. And the key, it's, a, it's not like a key key. When you end up seeing it, it's actually a gigantic key that's just <laughs> pointing to where they need to go. There you go. And uh, so while investigating, they, they end up falling into a hole, and they discover that that's where Medusa's mask is. That's right. And they found it. But that's when Compton, the bu- good old Bum-bum. trusty butler who that's saved right. her life earlier... Not so trusting. He reappears, and he ends up explaining... The fact that he 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 holds a grudge against their family. Yes, he is the reason why their uh, her her parents are dead and her fiance has been killed. He all in a plane crash that she miraculously survived. She did, and so uh, he's been protecting her, trying to get their family fortune. Yeah, so he's he reveals to her right there that he's been double crossing her the entire time, and he puts on the mask. That's he right. takes the mask, puts it on, and immediately gets possessed. And so Lorecroft, not having any other options. Uh, shoots the mask off his face and ends up killing him. Yep, after a little bit of a conflict, they, they she takes that shot, and so she ends up getting the mask back to who originally hired her, and in return, she ends up getting a music box and a sculpture. The sculpture is actually one of her mom. Yeah, the old man, uh, he had uh, 
watched her from afar and so he had it sculpted out of her of laura's mother and so this was a gift given to her so she'd have something to know uh, to remember her mother by uh so she wanted it back <laughs> that's right so he she gives her the mat or him the mask and he takes the mask off of the helicopter and laura assumes he's going to put it on and try to take over the world so, so she, she has a great idea she rigs it with an explosive and boom the helicopter blows up as he's flying away because she she ain't afraid to kill no, kill a person no. <laughs> who's gonna do bad yeah, she's protecting the earth yeah, so. she, she didn't want to she didn't want another person being possessed by this thing so yeah let's do it and this ends up leading into actually a whole series of adventures with her ex Chase. Her, That's right. her and Chase end up going on go around the world a lot. And for the first one, uh, she ends up getting contacted by her college roommate, and and who's a, also a fellow archaeologist named right. Vanessa Fenway. Vanessa wants her to come to a dig that she's discovered in New Mexico, and uh, on the way there, she gets attacked by a dinosaur. Yeah, by by a pteranodon, which that's one of the flying ones. That's like a pterodactyl. Right. And then uh, Vanessa shows her these dinosaur bones, but they're like really new and you know Triceratops fossils. Yeah, they they look like they're like a year old instead of hundreds of years old, which is inexplainable. Right? How, How does that make any sense? And so they end up going into a subterranean tunnel in New Mexico that suggests that um, um, that man and dinosaur actually might have lived and coexisted at the same time. But that's probably more recent. And so journeying deeper into that tunnel, there's a strange mist that separates them. And then they go uh, into a, a different, different world, a prehistoric, uh, another dimension. Yeah, they end up going into a completely different world. That's right. Working with Vanessa is, is one of her students. That's right. She, she has a student named Morgan Farrell. And so after going through this mist, Lara gets actually separated from Chase. That's right. She doesn't know where, where he's gone. And then that's when she suddenly gets attacked. By a T-Rex! By a T-Rex of all things! And so, uh, Laura ends up shooting it in the eye, and shooting it in the mouth, and killing it, because it's trying to kill Vanessa. Yeah, it almost kills Vanessa. Yeah. Almost. And so, all of a sudden, after killing it, who does she get attacked by? Chase. By Chase! Chase is possessed, and is attacking her. He's holding a staff that has the Merlin Stone on it. Um, and then we find out that... Morgan Farrell is not her real name. No, it is Morgan Le Fay. Morgan Le Fay, like the actual mythical character that we know from history and everything during the times of Merlin, from the medieval times, who is that famous witch, Morgan Le Fay. Right. She's so a sorceress. She's been posing as one of Vanessa's students, so this way she could find this uh, Merlin stuff. She's responsible for everything. That's correct. For it all. And so a battle ensues. That's right. And uh, Laura ends up destroying the stone with a gunshot. Yeah. Because her with those guns, she's got the, she's got those nine millimeters, and she knows right. how to shoot them. And so uh, there's a portal, and they go through it. Chase is he's not possessed anymore. And they're able to go back to their time. And so they go back, and they leave her yeah, in the leave Morgan. convention. <laughs> leave Morgan. <laughs> leave that, right. that woman. She's evil. That's fine. Now... Jumping into the next series, because that's kind of the, the way the Tomb Raider, the comics really work, is they went from, from storyline to storyline, not too much segue in between. They kind of like, it's very episodic. They, right. they would do a whole two or three issue series, and right. then just jump right into another storyline, right. which would maybe take place a month later or something, and you'd see her out on her yacht, chilling, and all of a sudden get called into yeah. business. Which was fun. It felt like an episodic yeah. TV show or something. Yeah, like yeah. So, it, yeah. Like, like you're watching a series of a TV show. And so our next one, called Dead Center. That's the, the arc. The, the story arc. And, yeah. and it, it involved her having a new assistant That's right. named Madeline Hoven. And, and Madeline Hoven, in Lara's room, discovers a dead body. That's right. So it's her first day. She's doing an interview. <laughs> and what does she see? Laura's asleep. There's a dead body in her room. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God. I what a first day. Yeah. 
And Lauren's like, don't call the cops. I know who I know who this guy is. I think the only other person who might have had a worse first day than than that, like that I can think of off the top of my head, another video game franchise actually, in Resident Evil 2. You meet Leon, and his first day on the job as a raccoon police officer, he comes in when the zombies, zombies are... <laughs> yeah, that's not a great day either. Uh, so uh, Laura says that she recognizes what he's wearing and that he's a Midnight Squire. Yeah, Midnight Squire, and yeah, and, and he's left a green orb on her bed. They have no idea what, what it necessarily is. There's this green orb that, that he has left on her bed for some reason. That's right. And all of a sudden, people break in. And shoot out, shoot So uh, Laura grabs the orb, and she uh, tells it. The other people, I think, are are even saying what it is. The people who are attacking them, right. and they they reveal it to be called the Eye of Shaharatan. Yes, the Eye of Shaharatan. Yes. So Laura grabs this orb, grabs her assistant, and they take off on a jet ski. And so they're being shot at, bang, 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 bang. On a jet ski. And so... Uh, you can't get more action movies That's than right, that, really. that's right. So the assistant's asking Laura, you know, well, why aren't you shooting back? She goes, I'm driving the jet ski. And so... <laughs> you shoot back. So the assistant shoots the tank and blows up the yacht. And kind of reveals the fact that she's an amazing shot. Yes. Yeah, so she, she, she knows how to use a gun. So you kind of find out that this assistant has uh, more to her than meets the eye. And uh, they end up heading to Washington, D.C., in nothing other than a plane that they actually steal from a group of drug smugglers. That's right. So they leave Mexico and they go uh, meet a security maven named John Rivers. And it's actually her old professor, Mr. Rivers. And shortly after meeting up with him, she realizes that they're they're being followed. And, uh, and they are almost caught when, guess who comes to the rescue? Good old Chase! Good old Chase. It really kind of, they, they, they were starting to fall into the trope of like, she ends up in trouble, and the man needs to appear to save the day. Even though she can still totally take care of herself, they kind of kept putting her in these positions well, where suddenly Chase needed to show up, and it was like, eh. Well, I mean, in the beginning of this arc, so Chase is trying to rekindle their relationship. and, and <laughs> Poorly. Yeah, and Laura tells him that she's not ready. And so I think he's trying to win her back, so he just kind of keeps an eye on her. Yep, Chase is on the case. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So he tells them that they need to find a man named Quill, who might actually have some information to stop the Midnight Squire. Yes. And so uh, they end up going to uh, New Orleans? Yeah, and they get stuck in a swamp. That's right. And so uh, Chase... <laughs> Just as a whirlpool. Yeah, Chase touches this orb, and it and it tells him that they're going to die in a whirlpool. <laughs> and so... What, and a, then, what a thing to hear. Yeah, then the whirlpool starts, they get sucked in, and then Laura wakes up, and she's in Quill's compound. That's not before she loses the eye. That's right. During the whirlpool happening, all that, she ends up, oh, no, 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 and, yeah. and loses the eye. Drops she has no idea the eye. So, yeah, she, she ends up waking up, and she's being held captive in a harem of women. That's it's right. a whole bunch of women All by this guy, Quill, that they were looking for. Quill lets her know he has a thirst for women, and he, he there, there's not enough. And he has a history with this Midnight Squire group That's because right. he used to be one. He abandoned the group. And, and then soon, boom, they're attacked once again by the Midnight Squires. That's right. But uh, Lara manages to retrieve the eye and get to Quill's Underground Railroad with the rest of the group. So they're, 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 they're busting out of there. They're, they're, they're going to get away. And Quill ends up in a fight with their new leader, Roatek. Roatek is the new leader of the Midnight Squires, and Quill ends up fighting him, and he defeats him. Yep. He ends up, uh, well, we assume is killing him. Yeah, he kills him, and, and, and then he books it. 
with the eye. Yeah, because we find out that the Quill's compound is laced with explosives. Of course and, it is. And so, he what t- isn't laced with explosives in Tomb Raider? That's right. So <laughs> a mask. He, he grabs the eye and gets on this monorail and takes off, leaving Laura Chase with her new assistant. Uh, I don't think the assistant's there. I think in between her going to New Orleans, she got knocked up, and taken, but left. yeah, she gets dropped. The guy off. didn't have an eye for the for the new assistant. Yeah. <laughs> and so as they're going away. Uh, they're they're trying to leave the building as it's exploding. The the assistant shows up with a helicopter and flies them out. Oh yeah, okay yeah, she comes in and saves the day, and, and so yeah, she vows to to one day get that eye back. Well yeah, I mean the evil guy has the eye and he it's not for anything good. I noticed obviously. that that's kind of a trope again with this series too is that a lot of people in the series vowing to to either, either she... she'll be vowing to to one day find that villain again or the villain will be like i vow that you are now my arch nemesis and i will oh, yeah. make you pay and it's like why is this yeah it's that happens a lot and so that series kind of ends and then the next time we see lara she actually has decided to find shangri-la which is paradise on earth and her and chase travel to the himalayas where they think that they should start looking because all signs point to the himalayas gotta have chase he's gonna he's on your love still yeah let me get that started all right um and <laughs> it's not gonna catch on <laughs> series is over <laughs> i know everybody's just gonna think paw patrol yeah chase right. is on the case all right anyways um i have kids shush to get there quickly, uh, Lara ends up deciding to steal a military helicopter. Sounds about right. Yeah, which they just end up abandoning in midair anyways when she jumps out of it and skis down the mountainside. <sighs> so action movie-ish, <laughs> like 90s 007. And, and, and she goes right to the opening of the uh, secret passageway. Nice. Yeah, she's perfect. Ding, 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 ding. And uh, inside it, it's guarded by traps. Of course. of course, right inside the door, there's all these in- inner traps. Kind of like the game, you know, you gotta, to, to get to the treasure, you gotta pass through all the poison darts and floors that fall but out. But does and... she successfully get through all the traps? No, of course not. No. <laughs> Coincidentally, she is uh, knocked out unconscious and brought to the secret city that she was looking for anyway. So she wins. Yeah. Hey. Nice. Yep. She wakes up to, to meet a guy named Mooting. Mu apostrophe teen. Mu teen. Yep. Nice. Who, who it ends up informing her that, that she's welcome to stay. Hey. Right. But you can't leave. Of course not. No. So, she tries. Oh, of course she does. She, I mean, she's got that attitude. And you tell this <laughs> Laura you can't leave. Yeah, I don't think so. And this is one of those few times where sheer force is not going to win. She, no. she gets foiled. She does not make it out. But who soon arrives? Chase! Obviously, hey! Chase saves the day. Chase is <laughs> on, on the case. case. <laughs> Uh, she's allowed to end up leaving, but that's only because she leaves behind another friend, Mrs. Baker, oh. to heal there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it helps. Yeah, they need somebody. Yeah. So, hey, this one time, we'll let you go. It's kind of an interesting storyline. It kind of just ends there. And so the next time we see her, again, we next find her. Um, she's stealing a jade statue from the Yakuza, because that's people you want to mess with. Yeah, so the mafia, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Japanese mafia. Yeah. Yeah. The Yakuza. Like, But she decides, yeah, I need to get this jade statue from them. And so she ends up getting caught in the act, though. Of course she does. But she manages to escape. And she makes it to her rendezvous with her assistant, Madeline. Madeline. Yeah. And uh, she ends up asking Chase to go with her to South America to search for um, Columbus's lost treasure. It, it seems more and more through the series, she kind of lets her guard down a little more and a little with more. With Chase, especially. Yeah. 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 So she really likes Chase. and, and She does. And, and She's kind of afraid to, to admit her feelings. You, well, because you, you kind of find out through the first arc that they, they had a thing. 
And uh, he, he... He messed it up. Uh, he did, because he used her to get certain places, and he spent a lot of her money, like $300,000 on a, on a poker game, and what lost it. douche. Yes. So, yeah, and, I know, and, and, and so it's kind of hard to trust a guy, right. especially when you already have trust issues to begin with, you, right. your parents are dead, things like that, and, and you trust a man, and he does that kind of thing. Because he's, he's different than Laura. He... He, he will find treasure and then just sell it to the highest bidder. And, and something else I've noticed, too, is that a lot of these series start off with her in the midst of another action-packed adventure that of we course. don't get to see the beginning of, of but course. you get to see the end of it, and then she moves on to the new adventure that it focuses on. It's like any good like procedural like cop show. It's like they, st- they start it's off in the middle of a chase, running, yeah. running down a perp, and then like they, they get shot, and then, oh. The first uh, 007 movie that he was in, he's, he's like... Free running, or it, it was the first one, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's like free running or chasing a perp for or information. Chasing someone who yes. is free running. That's He's right. more crashing through shit. He's and running <laughs> and jumping off stuff and falling and hurting himself. Yeah, but it's still pretty cool. Though. It's yeah. great. Yeah, and it's just, it starts off with a bang. Yeah. Great opening to have a movie. So yeah, she, she starts off with the Yakuza, but it doesn't really touch on that again because it goes right into this whole her wanting to find Columbus's lost treasure. So, yeah, and she's kind of conflicted over her feelings with him, like we were mentioning, of course, because he's betrayed her before, mm-hmm. and, and but she does feel like they're they're growing close again. I mean, duh. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's only protected you and saved you like two or three times In already, the past so. few series, yeah. yeah, like, come on. Ultimately, yeah, they discover the cave where the treasure is actually kept. Nice. Chase grabs it. Oh, no. Bit too quick. The <sighs> trigger finger there, dude. Yeah, I'm sure he uh, triggered, a, triggered a trap. And, and what comes out? Oh, spider? No. No? Toxic gas. Oh, no! <laughs> Man, did that sound like a spider? Yeah. I'm bad with sound effects. <laughs> oh, it's because of the thing I was yeah, doing with my so hand. Was, you guys can't see it. I'm wiggling yeah. my hand. Yeah. It was supposed to be gas. It's a spider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, but no, he, he releases a bunch of toxic gas. And and so he he runs and helps Lara fend off some of these skeletons that are all of a sudden coming to life, too. So she's fighting these, like, skeletons. He comes up and helps her, helps her out, too. But ultimately, he he gets her out. She she survives, but he doesn't make it out. And he, Chase this, stuck. This toxic gas has got him. And, oh, and, and so no. he ends up getting killed. I believe probably by the by the skeletons <sighs> or the toxic. I mean, it's a mixture of the both. But so now Laura's he's got like, that yeah. guilt. Because, and now she's got that guilt. Yeah, and she's sad. Of sad course Laura. she is. She's got to be sad because she was finally starting to let somebody back into her life, and he dies. So where did she head to next? To Bastion. Of course. She, she uh, heads off to Bastion um, with Madeline, of, of course, to uh, find out what was left in uh, Chase's will. Because uh, his will reading is happening in Bastion. Why would she be in the will? Um, I mean, they were lovers and probably the strongest love he's ever had. You'd think maybe he might have left it. But regardless, she, she's going... I mean, I think she was invited to the will reading. Perfect. So she goes to the will reading. Cool. Meanwhile, they find out that Lucifer's text is actually being excavated. It's this, it's this book that she knows about. Okay. And so... She's kind of torn because she's she's going to this will reading, but at the same time she finds out that there's this excavation happening of of this book that could that could bring the end of the world basically. So it's the guy it, she, it's supposed to bring the dead back to life. That's what. what so that's it's what the it guy does. she loves, or something that could destroy the world. Yeah. So of course she chooses what could destroy the world. Yeah. She, she she's always hoped to stop that from ever happening. Right, anybody finding that book, so she heads there and you gotta put love to the side to take care of the wolf and then using a spell to counteract what they had already done because they had already started trying to bring people back from the dead oh. uh, she uses a spell she puts the dead back and forces the the head archaeologist there to return the book like hey what are you doing stupid nice, nice. so okay. put that thing back where you came from or so help me nice yeah, put that thing back where you came from or so help me so help me so help me 
bum, bum, bum. <laughs> put that yes, thing back yes, where it can bum or so help me. Yes. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so it gets stolen though. The book? Yes. No. Not only they put it back and they're like, okay, fine, we're, we messed up. We I'm sorry. Nice. We did it. We did it. Don't kill yeah, us. Yeah. We put the book back. It gets stolen though. Of course it does. Yep. And then Chase left behind a letter that was actually asking Lara to return his mother's engagement ring to his long lost sister, mm-hmm. who she soon deduces is the thief that stole the book. Oh, no. She's looking to bring back Bro. Oh, well, that's great. So, Not in a good way. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, but... If you see these monsters that she just got done putting back in the grave, that's yeah, probably but, what's going to be Chase. But Laura has got to be kind of torn there because... She, she kinda, wants to see him too, yeah. Yeah, because she kind of... Just lost him? She lost him, and he was with her on a treasure hunt. He saved her. And, yeah, and so he Died. ends up dying. So what does he do? Does he stop her, his sister from, you know, getting the book to resurrect this, him? Or does she, you know, let oh, it happen? But she is, she's she's the ultimate good. Because she, right. she, of course, she, she knows she needs to stop her. So she ends up stopping her. And one of the major things that helps is she gives her that engagement ring that yeah. belonged to, to their mom. So... Gives that gives that ring and, and ends up kind of having a conversation with her and tells her more about her brother because they've been very estranged. She didn't know too much about right. Chase, so she was able to tell her a lot because she's like, "Hey, I was I, I was, was with him. I was with yeah. him a lot. Yeah, we were we were, we were lovers. lovers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jinx. Right. <laughs> and so that kind of series ends. The sister kind of takes off. So next up, Laura ends up um, leaving for New Mexico. She's kind of doing her own thing. Um, she's she's got an excavation she's going to. She's 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 off to New Mexico. Right. And we get to see at the estate, Madeline ends up getting visited by this old lady that comes to the door. Okay. And cut away from that, it goes back to to Lara, who is approached by two film producers nice. in, in New Mexico, who who end up telling telling her that they lost some crew members. Of course they did. Yeah, and and that they need her of all people to help find them in Africa. Yes, because. Yeah. If you if you can't find something, find Lara Croft because right. she'll find it for you. You know, if, if if it's hard to find and it's action packed, Laura's your person. She ends up going to, to to Africa. She ends up meeting up with her friend Sammy, who actually is the one who introduces her to the two producers okay. originally. And he shows Lara something that they found at the place where the crew members disappeared. Okay. And it's fabric. Oh no. That got turned into metal somehow. Oh wow, that's mysteriously. Pretty cool. Yeah, and so so they're like something weird is going on, something out of this world. Kind I think it's pretty profitable too, though. You could change <laughs> change this fabric into metal. Yeah, pretty just cool. throw, throw a t-shirt down, and also Boom. you got like a metal yeah. Yeah, armor. Yeah. So cut back to Madeline. She's visited with the old lady. Yeah, the old lady actually turns out to be a shape shifting enemy of Lara. Oh, perfect. And she ties up Madeline, and she's looking for for Lara. Oh, of course. So Madeline, wrong place, wrong right, well, you know, wrong time. She's been uh, she's been taken captive. Pretty much, and so after arriving with with Sammy, Lara ends up in the middle of the night. She makes camp, and she ends up getting grabbed by these tentacles from a monster. Yeah, very anime esque. Just some some some, tent- some tentacles grab her, and and take her away. And then that that old lady mm-hmm. who can shapeshift takes the guise of of Lara. Finds the camp where she's been at because she 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 she's following the breadcrumbs. She finds where where Lara is, and starts pretending to be Lara. Oh no! While real Lara is taken by this monster, and you don't know where she's where she's gone. And that's when from previous series, Quill, the guy with that green 
orb. Right. The, the, the right. eye. He finally got away. Yep. 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 He ends up showing up again, actually. Look at that. With cohesiveness. He goes to the manor, looking for Lara. Right. He's back. But who does he find? Madeline. Madeline all, all tied, tied up. up. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, what is, it, what is, what is going, going on? on here? And he's actually able to tell her, oh, I know who this is. I know who this shapeshifter is. Oh, well, I'll tell somebody gave me some information. <laughs> right? Now, cut back to Lara, who's fighting this tentacle monster. Yeah, tentacle monster, because she was just trying to get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Lara can't sleep. She's not yeah. allowed to sleep. No sleep. She kills the monster, because she's Lara. Of course. And she ends up discovering this spaceship that's kind of off to the side. In oh, this, like, underground goodness. kind of area where she is. She's like, what is going on? And she sees this spaceship. Of, at least it looks like a spaceship. It's like it's Area 51. Type vehicle. Like. Uh, and then what's funny is, is the way that these comics came out, it kind of cuts there. In the middle of, of, of this, this run, we get an, another issue, which is the next numbered issue. But it's yeah. a one-shot, right. randomly, of Lara traveling around with this reporter who who is watching everything she does so that she can clear her name and and prove that she's not a thief she's a she's an adventurer who's right. who's trying to help the world and then all of a sudden cut back to the next of issue of the series it was very random so what probably happened in that situation was either the writer or the artist got behind and, and so, they had to put out this other so issue they needed they a one shot so they probably got another writer or an artist to do a fill in so they could catch back up and and yeah and and what's kind of cool is is it this is starting to get into issues where um, Adam Hughes is doing a lot of the covers he he did like yes. the vast amount of covers for this entire run in Top Cow and his art is amazing people it's love his ladies beautiful it looks painted it's yeah. it, it, him and Alex Ross are both very similar artists but he's doing beautiful covers because it's Laura Croft so it's sexy Laura on the cover of course anyways it cuts back. With this next issue, she finds the the missing crew members, right? And then she escapes from where she where she was at. Meanwhile, Quill was getting attacked by the one that that replaced her. So he thinks that it's her, right? He, of course. And 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 so then when he sees the the real one appear and everything, he's like, "Whoa, hey, what what are you doing? Why were you you know fighting me?" And she's like, "That wasn't me. That's right. That that was." A, a fake one, and, and he's like, okay. So now, and since he knows who she is, he knows the the shapeshifter. Uh, he he knows who she is, and and so he ends up revealing that that her name is Charon. Charon. Which I think Charon is actually like the name of like the, the uh, um, person, the ferryman who brings you to to hell in, in Greek mythology. But this is spelled differently. But Charon, and they end up in a fight uh, because the the doppelganger attacks her and and ends up like subduing Lara. She ends up waking up in just in time to see fake Lara getting onto the ship. Getting right. onto that ship the, that she the saw ship earlier. That Laura found. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She climbs on too. She ends up in a in a big tussle with her. They fight and it ends up knocking the ship off course. And when it gets knocked off course, they end up getting taken prisoner. And Caron ends up telling Lara that they're in the future. And they travel to the future. Yeah, that, right? that spaceship apparently took them to the to the future. And so now they have to work together to escape. Yeah. So she has to work with her enemy, the one who's trying to take her place. Quill actually is the one who ends up arriving to save them in the future. In the future, because he has the eye, so the yeah. eye can tell him uh, when they're going to be exactly shooting out. They'll be there. Yeah, and yes. and also it, it gives him everlasting life too. That's right. So so, so he, he has that slow aging and also being able to find him through time using the, using the eye that he got from an earlier storyline that we that we had that green orb. From the dead body that was left on her bed, and so with his help, you know they were eventually able to return home. Yeah, yeah, they they, they got they got back to time, to their regular time. And so in our next tale, uh, we have Lord Vimes. Yep, Lord Vimes. Uh, he offers them to steal art attack artifacts from a British museum. 
But obviously, Lara. I mean, she's a good. She's a good girl. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, because she, she's not. That that's what that whole little tiny one shot was about. She's not a thief. She she is she's an adventurer, not a thief. But that obviously pisses off Vimes. Right. And and he ends up sending employees to go interrogate her. What they end up revealing after they get their butts whooped by her, they reveal to her that their boss thinks that that she stole from her, artifacts from them, stole yeah. a bunch of you know stole some artifacts, and they even show her video proof, yeah, physical video evidence, and she's like, "Wow, that does look like me," but she's able to prove that no, that's not me, yeah. and I even to prove this, I'll go get those articles, right. I'll find that actual thief and get those artifacts back. She she does some research and she ends up finding out that that they are the four mandalas and um they're Tibetan stones from like early tenth century. She ends up hearing a sound in her mansion and she finds out that a thief has broken into her to steal the red mandala that she already has. Oh, nice. That she she had from acquiring her estate. She has a, a red mandala, coincidentally enough. Right. And so the thief breaks in, steals hers, and and then when she chases her up to the rooftop. The thief tells her that she needs them to free her sisters from the pearls of samsara. Oh, wow. And she's like, what? What is that? And <laughs> jumps off the roof nice. using fake wings that look <laughs> real. They look like big, giant bird wings. And, and takes off flying. And she's like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now she has a lead. Something about the pearls of samsara. To lure the thief. She ends up going after the other mandalas. Yep. And, and one uh, of them is the black mandala that she mm-hmm. knows is, is from doing her research after finding out that lead. It's hidden on what is called the tiger path oh, in the Himalayas. Nice. And that's hopefully going to bring the, the thief, thief yeah. out from hiding. But on, on her way into the... the temple or whatever you know the, the place where where the stone is at she, she falls into a trap she well first she sees the statue oh. of like a, of like a goddess nice. that that has wings on the back of it that looks ah, so oddly, she had the wings oddly familiar yes. yeah the and lady nice yeah so she she goes into here she ends up finding the black stone but again yep falls into a trap which is actually five statues that are the guardians of this place end up coming to life which is very similar to like the movie, the movie yeah. and everything yeah. yeah so so these animate statues come to life and they start fighting her. This is like at the end of the other uh, the Tomb Raider movie where the statues come to life and they have like swords and they're fighting and stuff. The newest one. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, Vimes actually at his estate, he's revealed to be a um, like a ghostly kind of ghastly vi- demon sort oh, thing. Cool. And he's pissed off at his, at his henchmen for not doing their job and just consumes one. You see wow. him just suck Fatality. his soul. He sucks his soul away. Yeah. Your soul Your is mine. Is mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, Luke! <laughs> yes, he <laughs> Shang Tsung's him. But when, when Lara finally makes it back to the stone, after defeating these statues, she touches the stone, and all of a sudden she's in this bubble. Just a, a clearish, like, white kind of colored bubble. Wow. That she can't get out of. She doesn't know what, what what she's in. She doesn't know what what the hell it's about. But um, there's a whole bunch of bones on the ground of like a skeleton, uh-huh. a, a dead person. And searching around and stuff, she finds the letters LB written in, in a bunch of spots on the floor, which she which she thinks refers to Lydia Blake. Yeah, Lydia Blake is a, a, a fellow archaeologist. That's right. But it was one that she actually looked up to when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. She 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 pretended to be her out in the garden. She I mean she really looked up to her and she saw her as like an idol. She kind of puts two and two together and, and assumes these bones. This must be Lydia. Right. Lydia must be dead, and this and this is her final resting grounds. Now she's not the there. best place to die. No, not at all. 
Um, meanwhile, what's happening outside the temple is there's this old lady that comes walking up to the temple with her like helpers and stuff, and they're calling her by the name Gomchena. Gomchena. Gomchena ends up going up to the goddess statue that was at Lara first passed, drinks a potion that suddenly rejuvenates her, makes her all young, and then she throws on those wings that are, that were on the right, statue, right, right. kind of showing that like this is obviously that that thief. Oh, okay. So she's the old lady was the one who was stealing the uh, the medallion. Yeah, looking to free her sisters yeah, supposedly right. from so from she was these going, pearls. She was de-aging herself with a potion and stealing the uh, stealing from the. Yep. Yeah, so she's staying young in a, in an attempt to try to free her sisters from these prisons that she's talking about. Pretty cool. Yeah, and so so she she puts on those wings and then she ends up having to fight this this goddess that suddenly appears. It's like the, this astral kind of like goddess to fight her because the rules of this temple is that only one person can go into here mm-hmm. at a time to try to get the mandala. Mandala, okay. And since technically Lara's yeah, in there, touching everything. She's in a bubble. So Yes, yeah, so she's in a bubble, but, but she's in there. So, <laughs> so so because of that, this goddess appears and wants to, to fight this this old lady who's not actually all that old anymore. Right, she's de-aged with a potion. Th- then it kind of cuts to what is the Buddhist afterlife where we're shown a deity freeing this thousand-year-old Tibetan monk by the name of Seng Do Ki from shackles. And he he's wearing these pearls around his neck that are called the Pearls of Samsala. Oh, nice. Which is what she mentioned earlier, that her sisters are trapped. Right, right. Where they trap souls. That's what that's oh. what the pearls are, are meant for. They trap they trap so evil souls. So this monk had souls wrapped around his neck, has, essentially? Yes, and he was shackled. For whatever reason, so you see, you huh. see him getting released, and Pretty then it's revealed to us that that Lara is actually trapped in one of those pearls. Huh. That's why she's in that bubble-looking thing, and that's kind of a translucent white, because it's it's a pearl. She's, Oops. and it's only because she did she wasn't in possession of any of the other mandalas mm-hmm. at the time of her touching this one. Okay, you're supposed to cut, you know, collect them, yeah. and so she didn't have any of the other ones, and she went to. Grab this one and, and boop, she so got trap guy. Yeah, clicked and boom, she's in a, a pearl. Yeah, and nor did she have a tiger with her, which apparently was another prerequisite. Need a tiger. <laughs> All right, cool. So. And uh, so that Tibetan monk ends up appearing to her, and he's drawn all young and handsome with these long, this long hair, long hair and stuff. Flowing. Might um, it might even be Michael Turner doing the artwork inside the comic at this time. It's it really, really fantastic artwork. But he's drawn all handsome and stuff. So she's like, "Well, hello, Tibetan monk." The Tibetan Fabio. Yeah, but uh, he appears to her and he ends up telling her uh, that in order to live, she's got to die. So he also ends up telling her too, too that like, hey, and by the way, stop being so sad about uh, your old idol because these aren't her bones. Nice. So, well, so that's a that's a relief. Yeah, yeah. She's not dead. Don't worry. Thank um, goodness. She's actually been there before, and cool. she's managed to escape before. So they both end up traveling through the afterlife to a point where where she has to choose a specific key. She gets the, the option, and if she chooses the wrong key, she's stuck in ah hell limbo, or limbo, or yeah. yeah, forever. So she has to choose the correct key. Meanwhile, outside, it's revealed that that. Um, Gomchena, that old lady, it's Lydia, the the archaeologist. Oh, she her, 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 her idol. Her idol. Yeah. yeah. So she she wants to free her sisters who were actually trapped in the pearls right. by by Buddhist deities, and are called the Asura. They're demons that feed on on oh, human souls. Oh, okay. So they're so. What we and over thought. time, she's become one as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so Vimes, the guy who originally got you know got her this job, the one right. who hired right. her. His, his real name is Vayamasa, and he is the strongest of all the Asura, and the only one who's who's actually avoided imprisonment. 
in these pearls. So, yeah. He, he's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, Lara ends up choosing the right key. Okay. And boop, right there, exits the Ooh. afterlife with, with Sen. So she actually got to exit with this monk that's been trapped forever. Her and him so, both... So, uh, she's in the pearl and the bubble, mm-hmm. but she picks the right key in, in the astral form. Yep. And, and boom, her, her and this monk pop out of the bubble. This handsome like, monk. Yeah. What's up? Yep. I did it. Su- surprising everybody, she actually ends up choosing to to go give the black mandala, that because now she possesses it, right. to Lydia. Yeah, because you can't trust uh, the, the lord anymore. No, God, no. Yeah, because he's a... Dude, the demon. Yeah. yeah, and obviously he's been alive this this long. Obviously he's been he's been chowing down on souls, which we saw him do anyways. Yeah, he took he, he did the uh, Shang Tsung and took his <laughs> one of employers or one of his lackeys' souls. And also, and also she felt bad for for, for her idol, who right. she, you know she spent so much of her time idolizing, and and she was the inspiration for her for years. So she felt better with with it in her hands, basically. Right. But obviously uh, that that kind of pissed off Bayamasa, and Bayamasa. It ends with him vowing, "I'm gonna get you, you know, yeah, forever." So now she's actually friends with with um with this Tibetan monk, and they're they're kind of hitting it off. Yeah, they're, they're, they're chilling on her boat. Yeah, they get to, it. Kind of cuts forward probably like a month or yeah. so, and and they're they're chilling out on her on her yacht in this next story arc. And then uh, that Vimes, Lord Vimes decides to he wants to contact Laura, and Laura gives not, her a call. Yeah, Laura doesn't want to talk to him, so no. <laughs> she ends up attacking them. And uh, yeah, they actually, yeah, they go out for a dive. They're just like, yeah. well, we're, we're going to go dive and let's, yeah. let's have some fun together. And they end up getting, yeah, attacked. Her yacht, man, her yacht is always blown it's up. It's getting blown up. It's getting destroyed. Up. I mean, yep. yep. So, so her yacht gets shot at by, by a rocket sent from a helicopter. Uh, on the horizon comes this massive ship that is Viamasa's or Vimes. Yes. He, you know, she basically told him on the phone, I don't want to work with demons. I don't work with demons. Because he was right. like, hey, you broke our contract. And she's right. like, well, yeah, but you're we didn't have a contract. I didn't know you were a demon when yeah. we made this contract. I only make contracts with humans. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, he's, he he comes up real pissed and unbelievably big ship. He, he ends up creating these serpent things to, to attack her and, and the Tibetan so, monk so guy. Did, did the missile hit the boat? Yeah, the, the, um, From the yacht. helicopter? Yeah, hit the hell. Yeah, oh, hit the nice. yacht. Yeah, <sighs> freaking hell. Yeah, that yacht. I swear, she just has to keep on getting new yachts. That's right. Well, well she got the money. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good done. that she's filthy rich. So, yeah. so they end up kind of having to fight for their lives. They're they're getting attacked by these eel things. They end up going into a, a cave. They they're kind of fighting on land for a little bit, but still they find time to give a little smooch smooch. Oh, of course, in, of course they do. <laughs> in the cave, Every they're fighting great... for their lives, but they're like, we're gonna kiss. So. Every great action movie, you know, you need that. Uh, this might be our last moments. Yeah, let's make out real quick before you know we decide to take on the big bad guy. And it's a good thing they did, yeah. B- because at a very critical moment, um, one of the like massive creatures, the serpents, to attack Laura. And what happens? The monk jumps in the way and takes the hit. Yep, yep. He he taking the hit and taking the death. You know, Laura has no luck with the boys. No, I know she actually found like a good dude who's not going to screw her over, and well, he's a Tibetan yeah. monk. Yeah, but he was, like, collecting souls. They were having him collect souls of demons that collect souls. I guess. He was, like, capturing them and putting them inside these... He's like a gross. ghostbuster? He's I guess, up here yeah. taking them and sucking them up. And... <laughs> He's wearing the outfit and everything. Like, when she met him, he was wearing, like, overalls and stuff. So he answers the call. Yeah. Because <laughs> who are you going to call? Sang. That's, That's a... a... <laughs> doesn't have the same... Word, no. Essentially. <laughs> Tibetan monks. That's no. right. But... That kind of ends that story arc. She's 
sad once again. She's lost her love, and now she has a one-shot with Witchblade. Of course she does. And this is when, uh, because of the success of the movie, we start noticing that the logo for Tomb Raider suddenly has changed to yeah. looking exactly like the movie Tomb Raider. Yes. Yeah. So, in the next story arc, Lara wakes up in the netherworld and finds herself in the hands of a pharaoh she had raided his tomb years prior. And so he was pissed. Of and, course. And yeah, he, he, he takes her down. That's and my she, stuff, bro. She ends up battling him, Horus, and Iris. He's just, she's taking all these gods. <laughs> so, so let she's me get Tomb this Raider. But... She's got two guns and she's fighting Egyptian gods. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and she kills him, at least. And what? so she's thrown from the underworld by, by an Egyptian goddess and comes back to life. She wakes back up. Almost like a bad dream. One day she's walking and it's pulled underground. All of a sudden you have to fight us. And... Or it's more like she goes to sleep and wakes up ah, suddenly. and It's know. like teleported. Nice. But yeah, a quick kind of story that, that they did. It was only like two issues fighting this pharaoh god. It's just crazy. That's fun. <laughs> and then next, just after enduring hell, basically, you know, uh, she has to now deal with vines again. This guy. Yeah, the dude won't leave her alone. This demon guy that's... You know, Shang Tsung and people out there. And here. so he tells her, guess what? You know, your, your boyfriend that I killed? Yeah. He's not dead. What? Yeah, he's Good not dead. Chase is, is going to no. be... No, oh, no, Chase. the monk. The monk. The monk. <laughs> Sang, yeah. The second one. Yeah, Sang. Yes. So now she's she's forced, because that tends to happen a lot, Right. to find waters of life or death for Of vibes. course. The waters of life or death. And so she travels to, a, to this uh, Vatican prison to save this, like, detained boy hmm. named Valet who can actually help her find it. Ah, he knows the location of this the water. Waters of life. He, he, he has a way of, of getting to it. So okay. doing so and, and saving him, blah, blah, blah. She ends up um, fighting this big intimidating dude who, named Sector who's actually <laughs> makes sound, sound like Mortal Kombat um, who's who's kind of the guard of, of this guy. Is Cyrax with him? <laughs> Cyrax, Sector, Smoke kind of Smoke. made an appearance. But <laughs> She ends up saving him. They get the stuff, and, and she, so she returns to Vimes. Right. But now she has to officially say goodbye to, to Sang because the guy has, has like, deformed. He's not even the same Sang. He's like and, a zombie kind of? Vimes was, was lying, practically. I mean, he, right. didn't, he didn't actually bring the dude back from the dead. He didn't. He actually had died. And of course. So, so she ends up uses, using the water to kill Vayamasa. Oh, Once no. and for all, oh. at least presumably. So using the the water of life and death. So right. she uses the water and kills Vayamasa. Goodbye, Vayamasa. And that was kind of a quick story, which leads us to just a single issue where she's looking for a, a Mayan treasure and she she frees an entire tribe from slavery. Great. One one quick issue. She just well, she goes into this this area. She she is just looking for a Mayan treasure, but ends up kind of foiling a plot of slavery and frees a bunch of slaves. Well, that's awesome. I, yeah. I mean, it is bad to have like a real quick story. Yeah, it's just a single issue. I mean, yeah, not everything has to be, you know, yeah. six issues. Nice. So, now we jump into to a storyline called Angel of Darkness. Oh, look, it ties into the video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, name, that name should sound familiar. And I it, think the cover is like from the video game. It's like her with the guns pointing at the... at the. And it's funny too because, because it's supposed to, to complement the video game, right? Mm-hmm. But it's completely different uh, of course it it's is. it's completely different and they retell the story and i think it's it's supposed to supposed to be closer to what they were originally going to go for with the video game right. but weren't able to because they were rushed and all that yeah this is the one that they had that it took three years for them to get the game done and they still didn't get everything they wanted into the game yeah they weren't able to and it pretty much it tanked it well and it kind of ruined the uh you know the solidarity with the company and which basically meant crystal dynamics was taken over from that point forward 
it, yeah, it kind of focused on on the confrontation with her um, and her her new like worst enemy named Werner von Croy, who if you play the games he's he's like a main bad guy too. He was he was a former mentor of her and also kind of a father figure in a way. Oh, nice. Yeah, he he asks Lara to steal paintings from Morocco in exchange. Like he actually hires mercenaries to kill her and take them once she gets it. So he's double crossing her. Of course, you do this for me, so this way we can trade it for that. But guess what? On the way there, I'm gonna kill you. Another common thing. Yeah, that seems yeah. to happen with her storylines. Everybody that hires her tries to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> they always think that they can just pull one over on her, yeah. but she always whoops them. And so she ends up defeating the mercenaries. Of course. Right, of course. Yeah, and he vows against her. I feel like I, there's like a... Like I a, vow that you are now my arch nemesis. Like a Walmart of like henchmen. Because like she just... <laughs> I know, she's always whooping them. them like, and beating them up. She probably recognizes them every once in a while too. She's like, oh, Dave, you're back? Yeah, what? I beat you're you working for him now? Oh, God, wrong choice. Yeah. Wrong choice. I beat gods in in Egypt. You think you're going <laughs> to do something? Come on. You got a god. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> So this pushes her to go, obviously, confront him in person. You know, the, this this Von Croy fella. And, and it's just like, why why, why are you trying to kill me? Like, like I was doing this for you. Yeah. This was your deal. So, yeah, outside of his apartment, in the rain, they're, they're talking it out. <laughs> Very epic. And uh, someone who's actually aiming a gun at, at Lara, uh-huh. for him, of course, right. ends up getting shot by an assassin nice. at the last second and ends up shooting Werner. Perfect. That's what we want. Yeah. And uh, in his dying words, he ends up explaining why he tried to kill her. And it's because someone named Peter Van Eckhart promised him immortal life. Of course they did. And he knew that if he was to actually try to do that, she would try to stop him. Right. He didn't want her to try to stop him. Yeah, because uh, she obviously knew he was a bad guy. And if he had immortal life, he's going to be able to do all these schemes for the rest of his life. And he can't have that. No. That's kind of how that story Roughly comes to an end, and and the next one actually is kind of a fun one because uh, it it sees Lara traveling to Arizona, to to the Superstition Mountains. Oh, okay, nice. In, in in a very like modern Western style adventure. So like she had like cowboy hat on. And she's like, <laughs> I mean, she, I think her clothes might have kind of like looked a little bit more Westerny, nice. but yeah, and and so she ends up searching for um, the infamous Lost Dutchman's gold mine. Very, very Western, yeah. Very American. Nice. <laughs> and uh, she ends up being persecuted by the Black Legion, which is a um, mystical squad of like Apo- um, Apache warriors. <laughs> they really from, they really from between the worlds. Yeah, they, they really they, moved with this Western. Uh, they really did. Yeah, brought it, brought in yeah. all the Native American kind of stuff and everything. And and so she's also racing against someone named Lady Jasmine, who's this deadly assassin that is also looking for the treasure. So who's gonna get to the cave first? To find this treasure, so her uh, her contact and and you know slash friend right. Joe, who who kind of first helped her out when she went there, her and him stop off at this shaman's place to get some supplies and this amulet before uh, taking horseback to the mountain. Of course, ride on horseback. It's because <laughs> I like how it's like like we have to go to the we have to go to this cave to find this treasure before this the assassin. Let's stop off at the shaman's yeah. real quick <laughs> and get some beef jerky and, a, and an amulet. Let's go. Nice. And and, uh, and the shaman's name even too is abuela, which is like gr- grandmother in, in, in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, but anyways, they 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 end up having to take camp at night, and and they end up getting attacked for the first time. This is when when the Black Legion actually is introduced in the comics. This like mystical group of of Apache like descendants that kind of go between worlds, and they they can change into animals, and so she ends up all of a sudden have this 
jaguar on top of her. And she fights this jaguar. That's awesome. Yeah. And kills the jaguar, you know, defeats it. So... I feel like they're kind of they're guarding this treasure. Like they don't want anybody getting this treasure. That's why these uh, the Native Americans are guard. And definitely, that is the way that the story is written to have you leave. She, yeah. she doesn't. They don't want these people to get to this treasure. They, right. they obviously kind of protect this whole area. Right. Kind of watching from afar. Obviously, uh, Lady Jasmine is is kind of keeping an eye on Lara. She ends up capturing Lara after all of this is said and done, and leaves her to die in the desert heat. Kind of just like dumps her off in, in, in an area where she has no idea where she is. Kind of leaves her to die. I'm assuming she doesn't go straight for the treasure after this. What a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I mean, she heads there. She, you know, It's still her plan. But um, And then Lara, she, she survives out on her own by herself. Only to finally reach her destination. And find out that the Black Legion actually was not protecting the treasure. So as as you're meant to, meant to believe. That's pretty... Instead, they were actually trying to keep people away so that they wouldn't wake up this thunder god. Oh my god. That goodness. lives within the mountain. It's this mountain thunder god. And, of course, they wake it up, though. And the god has actually now possessed her friend Joe. Very similar to Chase getting possessed in yes. early on in the story. <laughs> There's so, a lot of possession that happens in Tomb Raider. Poor Joe. All he wanted to do was help her on this mission. All of a sudden, he's possessed by a thunder god. So then Lara um, ends up fighting Joe, Lady Jasmine, and the Black Legion all at the same time. Because she's a badass. I guess. <laughs> those, two, those two little pistols probably just amazing, apparently. So, so so much havoc is happening right there in that same place that, that the fight ends up ending with the mine in, like inevitably just collapsing down on top of everyone. Mm-hmm. And she, she manages to just barely get Joe, an unconscious Joe, at that, out and everything. So her and Joe managed to make it out. Nice. Not necessarily knowing whether or not everyone, anyone else survived, but they made it out. Well, who cares about Lady Jasmine? She was an assassin. <laughs> she, and, she was uh, bad and trying to kill her. God, you know, yeah. whatever. And then the Apaches aren't even real people. They're like spirits, anyway. That sounded terrible. <laughs> the Apaches aren't even real people. No. <laughs> Oh, these Apaches the, the, native, the native people that were blocking the cave or yes, guarding yes. it yeah it's Apaches were, were that's made Apaches? up I don't think they were Apaches yeah Apache oh the Apache okay yeah. I was right alright you're right okay and that kind of jumps into the next storyline it kind of cuts to like obviously this is sometime later just like in between every storyline and she's having these dreams over and over same night that are kind of like waking her up in a cold sweat where she's tied up to, to Stonehenge, of all things, to one of the big rocks of Stonehenge. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, and also, I mean, she doesn't live too far from it. I mean, she, she lives in London, so it's not too, too far away. So, uh, yeah, so she's tied up to, to Stonehenge, and this hooded man keeps showing up with this symbolic scar and, and threatening her with a crystal dagger. And then in the morning, she will wake up. Of course. But this time, she ends up getting called by an old friend. Always getting called by these old friends. Always. Always. But we need you to help us go find something. It's always what it is. And, and yep, she's, asking, she's asking to meet her at Stonehenge. Of course. And Because it's Stonehenge, obviously. She's like, well, well this is weird. I have, I have, to, go. About I have to go now. This is crazy. Premonitions. So, yeah, she must go. And, and um, this woman's name is Maddie. She ends up going there, and, and she meets Maddie. And Maddie introduces Lara to her uh, assistants. Um, two of them, a guy and a girl. They end up leading her underground to this a uh, place that was recently unearthed by uh, Roadworks. Roadworks are doing a lot of work near Stonehenge, and people mm. are even protesting outside. Like, yeah, when well, Lara first walks in, she's kind of walking Stonehenge past all these protesters. Stonehenge is like a historical, uh, you know, site, so yeah. they don't need to be working around there anyways. Because of that, they wound up unearthing this, like, underground kind of area, and so she ends up giving Lara this blue stone with a symbol on it. And it's the same symbol that's that scar from her dreams. And so she's kind of holding it in her hand, 
and and as soon as it touches her hand, it ends up breaking. Oh no! The stone breaks in her hands, and it reveals out comes a dagger. So the dagger she has the crystal oh, dagger now oh in her hands. Oh my goodness! So and she's like, "What?" All and, this was in her head. But before she can even have time to react, she gets attacked from behind and knocked out. Of course, by by some unknown assailant. It's knocked out on <laughs> right. And you're almost kind of curious, like like. Was this her friend? Did her friend give this to her, knowing that it would somehow crack in her hand and, and right. knock her out afterwards? So she wakes up to a missing dagger. She doesn't have the dagger. Of course, somebody else took it, took it now. And one of the assistants is stabbed on the floor. The girl. Oh, no. She's she's laying there dead. So it looks like Laura stabbed her. Right? But she doesn't have the weapon. Well, but but there is a stab wound. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the police end up kind of showing up. Uh, but she can't find Maddie or the other, other assistant. I was hired, I swear. Yeah. I didn't she has to kind of explain this all to like this inspector dude, um, because uh, they arrive and they kind of question her, yeah. and they tell her, "Don't leave the country." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do that. Yeah. So now we now it cuts to this protester who's been out there kind of this whole time, don't kind of like do do do, yeah, leaving and going home. Of course. And when they get home, inside the home is the other assistant, oh, who, okay. whose name is Trevor, and he confirms. With the girl that he wasn't seen, and so she's like, "Yeah, no, nobody saw you. Don't, don't worry. Perfect. Nobody saw you leaving. Yeah. You know, from Stonehenge, because that's the report that the police kept getting. Nobody right. saw anybody leave. So where's the killer? It must Laura, be Laura. Where's yeah, the killer? Laura, what's going you know? on? So he's happy, obviously, knowing that he got away, you know, without anyone seeing. And good old Trev kills her. Oh, Kill, no. kills that girl and reveals kind of out loud that that that's two out of five sacrifices now that he's gonna commit. That he plans to commit because now with this blade and sacrifices, he needs five to become a god. So he killed the other chick that left Laura to take the blame. Yep. And then um, planning to, to probably at some point later kill Laura as well. Right. And now he killed this one. So he's two down, three to go. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Laura's taking a nice shower at, of course at, she at, is. at her hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, taking a hotel shower. That's right. And uh, she ends up coming out. She sees on the news that about the other death, the yes. girl in the apartment. Is this like when the uh, in the movie where she just drops the towel and you just see her booty in the uh, in the movie? I mean, I, you would hope because it's comic books. Too, and comic books are always drawn really nice. But yes. uh, so she ends up getting called by Maddie of all people. After she sees this other death on the news, she's like, oh, what the hell? There's another yeah. death? And so Maddie calls her up and has her meet meet at a secret location. I'd be like, heck no, Maddie. You see what happened last time? I got <laughs> knocked out. You I got again. framed for a murder. See, but Maddie seems scared. She's like, we need to, we need to meet up because, like, terrible things are going to happen and everything. And, and it's I, I think it's my other assistant, Trevor. And yes. so, so they end up meeting up at the secret location, but Trevor ends up there, of course. So yeah. Trevor's got to kill these people. Yeah. Just... He ends up attacking her right. and kills Maddie. Oh, you know, if Maddie would just not call Laura, maybe this would never <laughs> maybe happen. Maybe if Maddie would have just left the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Laura fights back, and despite her 9 millimeters, you know, being being outgunned by magic, yes. of all things, uh, she still succeeds. Of course she does. And uh, she defeats this druidic cult. Because you find out that he's part of this druidic cult. Oh, and nice. It's, it's, a, it's a big druidic cult. And un- unfortunately, though, it's it's right after he gets his fifth kill. Because he was going to have her be the last one. Yes. Because he'd already killed someone else, too, like off camera. But right. he, he was going to kill Lara as like his final kill. <laughs> and he's having a hard time getting her. Now, so he's like, well, screw it. So he just kills one of his own like women that's part of his one cult. One of the druid cults, yeah. And, ah, you know, he's, he's like, I finally got it. And he's yeah. starting to gain power. Nice. Oh, because he said he was going to become a god, right? Yeah. Yes. But then she, obviously, like I said, 
defeats him, caps him, brings him down, and gets the knife away from him. Of course. Kind of officially ending it so he doesn't get that power. Does that mean Laura's like, ah? <laughs> she becomes, you know, because she's not the one who did the sacrifice. I know. That, that would have been funny. That though. Be like, awesome. whoever has the knife now is just like a god. Because well, you're assuming, I'm assuming that the, the kills gave the knife more power each time he kills somebody with it, and that's what made him turn it into a god. So I'm assuming Laura gets the knife. <laughs> now, now Laura's got it. Yeah, exactly. But what? Just but, end it with, you know, I stopped the bad guy. Yay. Yeah, and he gets arrested. And he Perfect. goes to prison for the rest Perfect. of his life. Perfect. Yeah. Nice, you know, wrapped up in the way we get. It's always how it goes. A nice ribbon. And so uh, the next storyline is just another one of those single issue ones where um uh she's she's like fighting this orb of energy she's saved seemingly by chase chase carter yeah. can't definitely Who, be chase he's dead yeah he's dead dead yeah and dead dead in the end it just ends up being a trick of the mind but it it, it makes her end up kind of really realizing that she loves she truly she truly yeah. loved him yeah. she, she really loved the guy poor chase gets dead he gets you know killed in a in a and only in, now she finds out gas <laughs> gas kills yeah. him and so um you know this this woman who's never allowed to vacation. She's on she's on constant vacation. But doing? but but every time she's on vacation, she gets interrupted, gets attacked. I think her kind of vacation would be sitting at home in like sweats, eating like junk food, watching like really trashy. <laughs> well, no, she tries to vacation. She yeah. tries hard to vacation. So even this most recent time, she's on vacation. She's trying in Hawaii because she can go to all the exotic places in the world. She chooses. Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's like the one place because she's been to all these amazing exotic places. She's like, you know what, Hawaii? Nothing, no artifact thing or anything ever happens in Hawaii. I'm going there. Maybe I'll be safe for once. But no. Her luck, she could like put on Legends of the Hidden Temple or something. <laughs> How did I even end up here? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, an old friend of her dad actually named Bradley Allgood ends up contacting her. And uh, remember that name, because that, that name, Bradley Allgood. It ain't going to be Allgood. It ain't going to be Allgood. He contacts her and asks her to find an artifact that belongs to this aboriginal tribe. Nice. Yeah, and, and he wants her to return it to their descendants. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Walking Spirit. And she's like, well, I mean, okay, if I'm returning it to the spirits, you don't even want it. I'm not supposed to bring it back to you. I'm returning it to the yes. descendants. I'll do it. Perfect. So she ends up following the clues um, from its last known location in New Zealand. So she has to leave Hawaii, yep. go to New Zealand yeah. to get this. That's not too far of a travel, at least. I mean, they're not yeah, too far Yeah, but she apart. was on her chill pill. Yeah. At, uh, she Hawaii. never, she doesn't get to, I told you, she is not allowed to vacation. I told you, she's just sit at home in sweats, eat junk food. Ice cream. Watch all crappy that. movies. She still get contacts. And... <laughs> Turn that Turn phone, phone on silent. Yeah, Jesus. Exactly. So, uh, eventually she finds it and, and is dun 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 double crossed. Of course. Like, who, who, who didn't see that coming? By Bradley, of yeah. course. You know, Brad, Bradley's right-hand man, Hollister, who was kind of with her on this adventure. Right. As soon as she gets it, ah, Yoink ah, grabs it oh, and starts, bah, 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 bah. Big gun, gunfire ensues, and, and uh, Laura ends up jumping down a ravine to try to avoid all this gunfire. She yes. gets hurt bad. Of course like, she like, is. I mean, broken, she can't fly. Yeah. Her guns aren't going to like wave them and start flying. Yeah. So now she's off and hurt down this yeah. ravine, fending for herself. Yeah. Well, Brad ends up getting the relic, and he forces one of the descendants to perform the ritual that he wants performed by taking him and his son and forcing him to do it, or the son gets it, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. But at the last minute, Bradley, Bradley Allgood, is betrayed by his own son last second, and then Lara jumps in. And sees his son becoming all powerful and stuff from this this uh, ritual ritual from the Aborigines. Yeah, and she just caps him. 
<laughs> Kills Bradley's son. I mean, I mean, that stops him from uh, becoming all powerful if he's dead. Yeah, boom, shoots and kills. And, and uh, she ends up getting the artifact back, gives it to the descendants who were doing the ritual. Right. All is good. Nice. All good. You know, nice, all is good. Nice. And, and, and of course, what does Bradley do? He vows that she is now his arch nemesis. The end of this arc reminds me a lot of the Kang with the babies. I just give the baby back and we're all good. <laughs> we're all good. We're all good. Yeah, and, and that kind of reminds me of Cyclops, like we mentioned earlier, too, just sliding in and just looking up and <laughs> not even thinking. She just, she, well, at least in this comic, though, she's kind of like watching stuff transpire from, right. from another room. She's like looking through the window. And then when she sees like the sun starting to like, Become powerful as she just jumps through the window, well, she comes in, and you pop. gotta figure like she's hurt, and so she really doesn't have many options. <laughs> no, she's Latin, she has to do something quick, and yeah. so she kills him. So, of, of course, Bradley now sees her as an arch nemesis because she killed his son. But, anyways, so that's the end of that storyline. Jumping to the next one, Lara ends up heading to Ireland for a powerful artifact called the Emerald Dolmen, which is hidden in Lot Castle. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. This is kind of fun because it, it, it definitely goes more like um, Celtic, and and this is almost like a Halloween special in a way. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool because uh, she, she goes there. She ends up being introduced by one of her contacts, because she has all contacts everywhere, to uh, the person who, who is the castle keeper of, of the castle. He kind of keeps keeps care of it. He ends up telling her this like ghost story on the castle, and he's like, you, you don't go there. Do not go into the castle. I, I, I've worked there for so many years and everything. I'm, I'm it's fine, but, but it, it's haunted yeah. because there was this this family called the O'Connor family that, that took the castle. Yeah, nice. the O'Connors. The I know, O'Connors. Right? Yeah, very, can't get more scared than the virus. Yeah. They, they took the castle a long time ago. The, the father ends up being killed, and he's this heir of like a fortune and, and the castle itself and everything. So the two sons are now kind of fighting over who's, 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 gonna who's have the heir. Fortune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, one is becoming a priest. So he doesn't, Obviously he's, so he's not going to want the money, and he's a priest. Yeah, uh, but the the other one kills the priest oh, on no. the steps of his own altar. Yeah, that's terrible, right? And because of that, like it's 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 now brought these these evil ghosts and spirits and that, well, that because, are because because the sons are killing each other over the fortune. So probably the father was like, Ooh. Yeah. and and so now yeah, yeah, and that officially made uh, the one O'Connor the. Now the 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 head of everything. He kills his brother and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he killed a priest on his own altar. That's That's smart. Pretty pretty bad. And and of course this now these 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 spirits haunt the entire castle and don't want anyone coming in and and they killed off all the the last of the O'Connor family and stuff. So So is the the son still alive or no? He died. Well, this this was this was like. Oh, okay. Years ago. So, yeah, so this was that's okay. But centuries. The, go- the ghosts are still haunting the place because of the fact of what happened. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, this is also all meant to scare her from. Of, of course. course. But this is Lara. So she's like, she's like, this is awesome. I need to go there now. Sounds like the beginning of a Scooby Doo story. This is it does. <laughs> this, especially it being Locke and everything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so obviously she's like, I need to go now. I'm gonna go to that castle because this is obviously the place where this, it, is it. It, this is probably where that dolmen is, the Emerald Dolmen. So she just goes there and and, and uh, she's she's super intrigued, and the castle keeper just takes off running. Of course, he's got he's it, doesn't he? He's like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, her informant friend ends up being taken by this monster, leaving her alone when they were both taking chase after the castle keeper. Right. So she has no idea what happened to her friend because oh, he got taken by this like creature and stuff, and she needs to keep chasing after this castle keeper. So. So uh, the monster has so, her friend, and she's chasing after the No couple. fear, just yes. just going. Dead spray. Yeah, and uh, she ends up continuing chase and ends up at the uh, the chapel where the brother killed the other brother. Of course, it's all going to end right. here. 
and and at, and at one moment she almost swears she could see like the she's looking into the eyes of the dead priest brother gets knocked over her head because that happens all the time knocked out and ends up falling into a pit of bones she she climbs out seeing her friend that that she had no idea where he ended up going monster took yes suspended in midair dead oh god floating in the air with spirits circling him oh. screaming let me out oh no let me out this is awesome yeah that was in school <laughs> <laughs> and um so this little girl ends up kind of showing like peeking around the corner and shows that Lara that she's there and, and beckons for her to follow and she's like there's a human girl here because it doesn't match the spirits and stuff like this is right. actually a real person so right. she starts kind of chasing so she gets girl. Up out of the bone pit and yeah. uh, she's chasing this little girl and yeah she follows she follows her and right. she leads her to the dolmen the emerald dolmen oh nice that okay, she was perfect. looking for yeah the artifact she was looking for so this so the dolmen was at the castle the cathedral oh I thought it was at the cathedral no yeah the altar the altar yes. is at the castle oh okay. it's, it's, it, yeah, it's all all combined. one big thing yeah, yeah. So Sheen's up there. She gets the dolmen, and then the castle keeper appears, and it's this old dude with beard and stuff. You know the guy, the one she was chasing. Yeah, the one she, who she was chasing. Right. He ends up there and tries to get the dolmen from her, and she whoops, whoops his ass. Just old man, <laughs> just beats him. Lord, but, Lord, just all youthful and stuff. Just get the fun too. Yeah. And, yeah. Whoops his, whoops his butt. Yeah. So she, but she turns around and goes to like run with the the dolmen, and ends up right into um, O'Connor himself. The, they're all the, dead, right? Oh, it's the spirit. Ooh. But still alive. Centuries what? later, he he has like a physical body. So he's like immortal, kind of. But he's like super old and and nice. dead almost. But That's like awesome. somehow still being kept alive. And he he gets the dolmen from her. Yeah. And gives his 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 castle keeper the little girl to torture. Wow. Yeah. It's because because it, it it's it's even later revealed too that that that. This this guy, I mean, the reason why for the ghosts and all that, everything, he, he was he was torturous. When he took over the whole place, he was torturing his his own people that worked at the castle. He was torturing their families. So that was the souls. He had a dungeon down below that he was just. Those were the souls of those people. They wanted to escape the castle, yeah. but they were stuck there because they were being tortured. They weren't allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Right they they, oh, they cool. had unfinished business. Pretty they were smart. keeping him alive. Yeah. So find out that that one like this one spirit that was yelling, "Let me out!" attacks anybody who has the dolmen. And so it starts attacking O'Connor, Connor, even. Yeah. Well, good. And, and so Lara gets it. He's a bastard anyways. He killed his own brother. She understands. And, and so she ends up getting getting the the, um, the dolmen. Gives it to them. And just gives it to the, to the spirit. Nice. She's like, you want it back. Take Obviously, it. yes. it's, it's yours. Right. And and so you find out that, yeah, the spirit was actually um, the original owners of the castle, the, the people who, who had it before and owned that that dolmen. So when the O'Connors took it and took that dolmen out of, where, out of its resting place and, and had it as like their own special artifact, it pissed off the spirits and brought right. them back from the dead right. and also the, the terrible things that they did in that household. Of course, so, it was a monster movie. Yeah, so, so now, Peaceful now, it has its item back and everything. Right. It's almost like a episode of Supernatural. Yeah. Uh, all the ghosts can now rest and, and everyone kind of leaves. Uh... Yeah, yeah. And, and so she solved this mystery in, in, in Ireland that she just went there to get an artifact, but hey. The whole time this, all I could picture was Laura on the cover wearing a kill with a blowing up like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Because, because like she's oh always God. doing like sexy stuff. The cover is actually pretty good. It was an Adam Hughes cover, and and it's her with like um some kind of green thing or whatever. It's, it's very Irish still, oh, and, she, okay. and she's stand, standing there, and she's like smiling, and almost looks like she's posing for a camera yes. shot, yeah, you know, like a postcard. But yeah, I thought you were gonna go Scooby Doo with it. Like all you were imagining was her on the cover with like the Scooby Gang and stuff. <laughs> she's on the, she's like posing on the front of the cover of the Mystery Machine, like hey. <laughs> yeah, <like> exactly. <laughs> uh, so next story ends up going to um, Malaysia. 
she, she's looking in Malaysia for an artifact um, when she's called by a friend. So this is another one of those ones where she's kind of in the middle of something. Everybody calls her. And she doesn't call nobody, though. But what's hap- what always ends up happening is she goes to them, they tell her where the item is, and then the person that calls them gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't keep friends. No. no. <laughs> they need to stop calling her because they get her to help, and she helps, yeah, yeah. but they die. They die. Yeah. So it's like... I mean, her other friends should, like, really get in touch and be like, look, you don't do it. Yeah, let's not do that. Bad stuff happens to us. So, looking in Malaysia, though, she gets that call. She ends up being warned by a friend about all good. And then you called it. The person on the other line gets assassinated. Of course. While on the phone with her. It wasn't all good. Yeah. You gotta... Yeah. So, being warned about all good because he's back, he's coming after her. Of course. And the friend gets... Gets... Offed. Yep, offed. And so, uh, she ends up heading to Cambodia to train... With you know, really, really hard with a person named Zin, who is one of the most renowned warriors of Southeast Asia. Was going so she gets trained. It's almost like like Shang Chi, like doing a whole like training montage nice. in, in previous episode. Uh, they kind of get away from that for a minute because the next storyline is is like a three issue kind of like she, someone got killed so she could go learn karate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so she could go to have a fighting montage. She needed to have her Rocky moment. And so we just cut away and go to another story uh, <laughs> after she learns karate. Yeah, well, she's currently learning karate, yes. But then they, they, they kind of take, like, an interlude from that to do, like, this this crossover storyline across all of Top Cow, right, basically. They're, they're, they're trying their best to do a Marvel thing and yeah. do Top Cow franchises. And so, so, so Magdalena. Yeah, yes. it's a crossover with Magdalena. She ends up spending most of her time with Magdalena. She initially is called by... by the main character, Witchblade, but but she ends up getting, um, uh, yeah, teaming up with Magdalena, who is, um, she she looks like a nun in, yes. in the comics and everything. And yeah. yeah, yeah, she's like a fallen angel type right. character and everything. Right. But, but yeah, she she's warrior nun That's character. Awesome. Yeah, it's just this big story storyline. I won't go into the details of that one. It was just kind of a one off story. To well, yeah, we have to crossover. Here's what happened, if, you know, earlier or at a different time. But why she's doing do, 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 karate, learning karate to get ready to fight, all good. Yeah. So, so then. In the next storyline, of course, yeah. Now she has to has to face not only all good, but also Lady Jasmine. Oh, Lady thought, Jasmine's back. So Lady Jasmine did. She survived die the collapse. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and um, but the way she ultimately beats these guys is 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 she uses their own like mutual hatred for her against them. Nice. And neither of them can like one has to kill her over the other. So they end up in a fight. Oh, they're running up against each other, yeah. trying to. De- and that's how her. she kind of defeats them. Ultimately, in storyline, kind of a quick story, but um. It, it, which is kind of sad because that was one of the last major story arcs of Tomb Raider. we got to wrap everything up with a nice and pretty. So, so then the last issue, it's a finale issue. Right. It's one single issue and it's set hundreds of years in the future. Croft Manor is being now... Being raided, right? It, it's a museum yeah. that is ironically being raided. Yeah, nice. because because it's the last day of, of having all these artifacts at, at, at Croft Manor before they go back to their individual right. countries. Send them all back. All the things she's collected over the years... All the things she's keepsaked from all these people that are evil. Yeah, and, and has now been a museum for, for right. 100 years, or you know, over 100 years. Now they're all going to be sent back to the, re- the original places where To their original countries, them. yeah, yeah, to, to, their, you know, to go to their own respective museums. Right. And since it's last night, of course it gets raided. Of course. But, because it's ironic. You know, somebody's got given them the information, you, one more night, it's it, and they're all being sent back. Perfect time for me to go collect what I need. And then during it, of course, too, the, during that last issue, they uh, they touch on um, a few just random kind of stories of 
of Tomb Raider um, in her her career. Oh, they, yeah, they do so, some short stories. So on this issue, it. it's a flashback of her other missions. Of random she did. other yeah. missions, yeah. yeah. Just just to kind of round it off and give us a few more stories of Tomb Raider before they ultimately kind of cancel. It's like it's like always in the last episode of the TV show. It's like remember the good times, yeah. and they flash back to like episode one. It's like cheers. Yeah. So you get the final resting place of. Uh, the Top Cow version yep. of uh, Tomb Raider. And then, of course, uh, they did another comic series run um, with Dark Horse after right. the creation of the newer video games in yeah, 2013. Yeah, so they did two volumes, and each volume uh, happened in between each video game of the reboot. Yeah, and we're not going to go into the uh, storyline of ha- what happened there, because, I mean, it, it coincides completely with the video games, and it's literally just a, a bridge between each game. Right, it fills the gaps in between each game. So play the games. Because they're amazing. They're really good. And we told you about roughly kind of what the video games are about. Her, you know, crashing her boat onto an island and kind of being stuck on there. And it kind of shows what happened after she got off the island before the next game. And then so on and so forth. So if you want to know more about those, play the video games, read those comics. They're done, actually. Uh, the last volume happened. Essentially, in those in those comics, it's the ongoing battle between Lore and Trinity. Trinity. Yes. Trinity is a corporation that's... Also trying to find different artifacts to try to take over the world. The bad guys. Essentially. But ultimately that is the the history of, of Lara Croft in the, in the comics. Of course it started all off in the video games and then they wanted to show you more of, of her and her stories and her life outside of the video games. And that's why we got the comics. But what's funny is, is um, we this is a comic podcast. This week we focused on a character that... By far, from all the mediums that she's a part of, comics is probably her smallest one. Like she's yeah. way more well known for games. the video games and in the movies, even right because of how how just well received those movies were, right. starring Angelina Jolie. And even this most recent one, right. it wasn't panned by right. any means. It was it was still successful. And they've already it. shot the second one of the reboot. Yeah. Um, Alicia Vikander did a did a really good job of bringing this version of her to life. Right. So so we'll, we should be getting the second film uh, probably next year sometime. And I, and I love Tomb Raider. I've, I've always loved Tomb Raider. Trey really loves Tomb Raider too because of the comics and everything right. too. Because he, I mean, he, he was even just showing me earlier today his his collection of because of, he, he loves Michael Turner and Michael Turner had such a big deal with, with Top Cow because that's where he started and he was doing so much of Tomb Raider, so much of his own series called Witchblade. Fathom and Witchblade. And then it's just... And he, he's a fantastic artist for sure. And we so, mentioned him in, in a previous episode, so I won't go too far into that, but... But uh, so so we both really liked Tomb Raider. It was fun to do this one because there were some wacky storylines and and a lot of tropes that were kind of just reoccurring. You don't really notice until you talk about it out loud. But yeah. a lot lot more stories yeah. in in shorter amounts than right. than other comics even too. Like her, she had big storylines in right. maybe three or four issues, whereas like it, those big storylines would have taken six or or eight issues in, yeah. in like Marvel or something. Right. It seems like you get a lot of story packed into like one issue of that feels like three or four of a Marvel comic. Absolutely. And, and they're not even bigger or anything. No. It's just that they did such a good job of writing. It, it was a really well-made comic yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Even the newer ones are, are really good. Check those out. The, the Dark Horse. Thing. Yeah, there's a volume one and a volume two. And uh, they're already both collected. Yep, you can get them in, in trade paperback. That's right. So check those out. So, um... Now that we're done with, with Tomb Raider, we wanted to let you guys know, um, coming out next week is Carnage. Oh, yeah, the movie. let there be let, Carnage. Let there be Carnage. Venom 2. And because of that, of course, we want to touch on Carnage next week. So our pick for next week that we're going to delve into and, and do the whole backstory on is... Cletus Cassidy, baby. Carnage. 
Cleus Cassidy, fun fact for me, is the only reason why I, I knew as a kid what the word homicide meant or homicidal because I kept seeing him described as a homicidal maniac. And I'm like, what is homicidal? So I was thinking maybe that's just another type of crazy, another type of, I had no idea what it meant, but I knew that it attached to Cletus Cassidy. So I had to look it up as a kid. And I was just like, oh, homicide means killing another person. Got it. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, he's, he kills a lot of people. But the only reason why I ever found out why uh, what that meant was because of Cletus Cassidy. But anyways, so hit, hitting up that carnage and then following that, um, we still, we'd, we'd love for you guys to, to give us some suggestions. We really, really want, like Trey said in the last episode, we want a community out of this. We want people's suggestions. Give us some feedback. Say something to us. But uh, now we're on Apple. We, have, we are on iTunes, yeah. so you can definitely leave us a comment on iTunes. Or even just message us, literally on anything. I mean, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have uh, Facebook. I mean, you can... You can find us on on both Instagram and Facebook. The main page is Crash and Trey. You can find each each of us individually at yeah. You can find us at, at Comic Day Crash at Comic Day Trey. Uh, we I have a Twitter too for it now too. Um, with Instagram though, I'm still at Comic Day Crash. Trey's had an Instagram for a lot longer than I have, so his is actually Trey is King. Trey is King. <laughs> Trey is King. That's right. And, Find us, message us. We even have um, some stories. You can just answer the question on it. The question is what kind of characters or teams you want to hear more about. You can just click on that, answer the question. We'll get it. We'll we'll upload it. We'll tag you and say, hey, this person wants to hear about this, so we're going to hit it up next week. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, until we get more suggestions, we are going to be hitting up as many Halloween-type kind of characters as we can with October. Like we said before, uh, we got Ghost Rider coming. Vampirella. Uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, we're, we're probably even going to touch on some Scooby-Doo. We, <sighs> that is actually a request we did get. We, we did get one request, and, and they want us to do Scooby-Doo. So, so. we're going we're gonna to hit up the Scooby-Doo comics from D.C. <sighs> Yeah, there might be some Scooby Doo comics from other companies yep, too. Yeah, I think I think they were part of Archie back yeah. in the day. And yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's been a long run, but they are currently part of DC. Yep. So yeah, some Scooby Doo in there. I mean, Scooby Doo touch on Batman, some Frankenstein maybe even touch on some uh, Werewolf by Night would yeah. be really cool. He's yeah. a big character in Marvel. So we're gonna really try to go all Halloweened out for you because we love some Halloween and then yeah, good old Spooktober. Yeah, and then November we we need some suggestions. We got we got. Eternals, and that's that's about it. We need some more suggestions going on, and then December we we're going to touch on Spider Man. Yeah, we're looking we forward to that. All, we got we got my my dad coming in to do, going to do all the movies. We're saying it right now, so now that's he right. has to do it. Yes. My dad is going to come in and so give us the old man it, perspective. He's going to make us look like fools. Don't yeah. make us look like fools. Don't you? We know you're listening. Don't that's make right. us look like fools. Yeah. So yep, we're going to hit that up. So whole Spider Man movies. That's what we're going to be talking about before the new one comes out. But that's, but that's still a while away. That's in you know December. We need uh, suggestions for November. So if anybody has any suggestions, just hit up all of our social media or leave a comment on uh, iTunes. We need the feedback. We're loving that we're getting more listeners, but we need some feedback. We need some some suggestions. That's that's kind of what we're going to be driving off of. So kind of let us know if you guys are enjoying what we're talking about. Let us know anything that you might ask us to do besides um, making it shorter. We've heard. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our best. But it, getting into these characters' biographies, if you're really into it, I mean, like it, they're gonna be a little it's long, and, it, and it, it can be really fun to hear these people's backstories. So. But uh, as always, uh, you know, be kind. Read read a comic book once in a while, please, and uh, you know, come back next week. Please come back. <laughs>